ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to the Raider and the Saint podcast. Once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the Raider and the Sake podcast. Today's date is August 15th. The year is 2023. Info about the podcast. If you guys want to be a guest on the show or have questions about the show, you guys can get a hold of me at the Raider and the Saint at Outlook.com. That is the Raider and the Saint at Outlook.com. Once again, I want to thank all you guys that tune in to the show. I took a week off last week. I kind of took a vacation, not a vacation, kind of just laid around the house to celebrate the day of my birth last Sunday, August 6th. And then uh, Friday, August 11th uh, was the second anniversary of my brother's passing. So uh, the weekend and everything scheduling a podcast, I kind of just said, forget it. Uh, I'm just going to take a take a breather this week. And I don't think I've taken a vacation or taking a, a, a week off not podcasting. So uh, I did it. Sorry about that. I know people are calling me, asking me where the show is. Uh, I apologize. But, yeah, I had a lot of things going on. Also, my auto box gave out, too, because I actually did do a – I did really did do a recording, though, I'm not going to lie. But by the time I had set it up and everything, uh, it got late. I recorded it. I wasn't happy with it. So I tossed that podcast away. So then I just said, well, fuck it. I'll just make it a vacation week and not post something today. But I'm going to get right to it, folks. My guest today is a, a, a new friend of mine that I, that I befriended. He reached out to me on Instagram a few months back. Um, he is a shop steward for Albertsons, a local 952. Um, he it has been organizing pizza gatherings and helping out with uh, – organizing Amazon and other sorts. I think tomorrow he's going to be at Smart and Final in Burbank. His name is Silver Antonio. Mr. Antonio, welcome to the show, sir. It's been an honor. Uh, once again, uh, appreciate you reaching out to me, man. Um, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? My brother, thank you. My yeah, name anytime, is, man. Yeah, man, my name is Silver. Where should we start, Gax? Just where talk do, a little about, you know what I mean? Uh, Let's see. All right. I mean, I don't know. T- I mean, tell you. I know, you. I know a little bit about you, but yeah. like, where'd you grow up, you know? And All right. So I guess uh, I'm from San Bernardino. Okay, you know? Burdue. I'm from Purdue. Yeah, exactly, man. And uh, it's a hard knock life out there. I bet, yeah. You know, it's a hard knock life. And my life was typical, I guess, of somebody from San Bernardino. I was raised by... Uh, 
you know, excuse my language, a badass motherfucker, you know, from, from El Paso, from El Chuco, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he reminds me of, uh, you ever see that movie uh, with Richie Valens? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he reminds La me of- La Bamba? Of, yeah, yeah, his brother Bobby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that was my dad right there, man. You know, riding motorcycles, partying. La, 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 bamba. <laughs> yeah, that was him, man. He, he, uh, that dude had a hard knock life, honestly. You know, his life humbled me, man. And that's your pops you're talking about? Yeah, that's my okay, pops. Okay, you know, nice, nice. Tony. Rest in peace, Tony. I'm actually holding his rosary right now. Oh, nice. You know, this is actually laying on his chest when he passed away. How long ago has, has he passed? Has uh, it 2014. Been? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, I was. I had the privilege and the honor, man, of being raised by a badass. Like, excuse my language, but there's no other way to describe him. A bad motherfucker, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he raised two boys, you know, I mean, two brothers along with me. You know, he raised us to be some, some men, man. You are you know? the old, oldest, youngest? Yeah, I'm the oldest. Okay. Yeah, and how old yeah. are you? You just celebrated your birthday yeah. Sunday, right? 36 now. Damn. Okay. 36, yeah. So, yeah, man, that guy, uh, it was it was a good life, man. You know, I mean, it was it was wild. But, you know, after everything I've seen in this world, man, you know, like, I'm blessed, man. You know, I can't complain, man. Mm-hmm. It was a wild life, but it was like a movie, but... I wouldn't change anything, you know. Mm-hmm, Went through mm-hmm. a lot of crazy times. It was it was volatile, man. You know, a lot of things going on, but mm-hmm. but yeah, man. It was a privilege and an honor, man, to be raised by that man. Mm-hmm. My mother, she from Durango, Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, she uh, she had a hard knock life, man. You know, she's uh, her town was about seventeen hundred people, Castro Durango. You know, she's asleep outside, man, in the summertime on top of a outhouse, right, mm-hmm, eating. Mm-hmm didn't have food eating things that were inedible you know from trees you know that just things that she would find damn you know like her brothers i believe man were raised in like an orphanage you know they couldn't afford to uh you know she lost her mother young man so yeah man that's the how'd she get to america yeah you know the story i think when her mother was sick man she she made a move out there to juarez mexico and she started uh she got a job babysitting and that's how she met my father she was babysitting and yeah she met my dad man my dad had the game you know and mm-hmm. and uh yeah man that's how they my lady's mom she just came back from mexico some out there in like the the farmlands of zacateca yeah. that's where she was born and raised she's one of the one of the youngest i don't think like 24 kids or something like that what yeah dude and her dad my lady's dad uh he he's passed he's 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 passed away uh actually september 1st when i go back to work uh it's gonna be his anniversary i think six years now maybe i think yeah. it's like six but anyways he uh he met her he was like 40 40 something like 43 yeah. and the the mom was 23 and he snuck her across the border really and married her yeah and i married her and uh yeah she's she's a full citizen now you know yeah. got her full citizenship passed uh, but yeah, she just went back. But yeah, that's it's farmland. They just uh, like she was showing me pictures. It's just dirt. Yeah, it's just dirt and fucking like brick mortar. Not even mortar brick. Just fucking like the you make the mud and you throw it, throw it against the wall. Yeah, those type of huts. Yeah, man, it it did something to me. It affected me going out there when I was young. You know. Yeah. See, how old were you when it went out there? Uh, I mean, I used to go out there like where she was from. Uh, I was real young. I'm not sure how old I was, man. Probably, but mm-hmm. I know I used to feel bad. You know, it's rough. And I used to feel bad and I used to leave. 
I used to like I, I I used to leave whatever I had with them. You know, mm -hmm. my toys. I had video games. I left my video games. You know, mm -hmm. it made a you know it had an effect on me. Mm -hmm. And then uh, like I, yeah, my dad from like I said Fossil, so Juarez. I had a lot of family in Juarez, man. And Juarez, you know about Juarez, man. It's a crazy oh, place. Oh yeah, I've bro. seen all those narco shows. I used to go out there, man, for three months at a time. You know, <laughs> live out there, try to learn some Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I had that opportunity. But I don't think a lot of kids have had that chance now. Mm -hmm. You know, but that was a good time, man. I had cousins out there mobbing the streets. It's old city, you know, just, yeah, got to do some, you know, some scary situations out there too, though. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's humbling. Gotta. It's humbling, though, you know. Yeah, you come back home like, fuck, yeah, dude. It's really, you know, it's, I mean, my grandfather was murdered out there. My mm -hmm. great-grandmother was murdered out there, you Jeez. know. Like, it, yeah, and I think my grandfather, yeah, he that was his second attempt on his life out there, man. And uh, yeah, it's it's yeah a lot of family. They don't like we had a, we had a lot of I guess property out there. We had a, had a lot of homes, but mm -hmm. now pretty much all the family man they have they have rolled out, you know. Mm -hmm. But that was cool. It was good at the time. Mm -hmm. Had that experience, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. humbled me, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, that's that's my, you know, because that's my they're my parents. Your childhood, yeah, your yeah, yeah. Those are my your parents. mom's still around. Yeah, my mom's okay, still around. Okay. Yeah, she's out there in Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. Yeah, Arizona. Fucking hot as fuck out there right now. Yeah, dude. man. It's, she's out there. Man, she's a she's a saint, man. She's dealing with a lot, too, right now, man. You know? But. How often do you get to see her? Uh, Not oh, too okay, often. Okay. Not okay. too often, you know? I've been making more attempts now, man. Kind of just winging it, going out mm -hmm. there for a day or two, you know? But mm -hmm. how many days a year? Yeah, not too, not too many, man. I also know, noticed that you're, you've been in jujitsu. Yeah. What kind of belt? What belt you have? Purple belt. Purple belt. Purple belt. And what's next? Yeah. Brown belt. Brown and black? Yeah. Wow. How many years have you been training for? Seven years. Nice. Seven years, man. There's nothing nice. like going to an open mat. It's my favorite thing to do. On a mm -hmm. Sunday, go up to a, roll up to an open mat. You don't know anyone. Just get down for two hours, man. And what got you into jujitsu? That's my next. I know. Yeah. That's yeah. my next question. Like, what what made you? Because I've I've I'm a big UFC fan. Yeah. And a lot of times I I miss the sh the fights because I I do a lot of podcasts Saturday nights, so I was actually able to you know I try to maneuver when it's UFC, uh, you know when it's a UFC event like a big one like UFC two what two sixty three is coming up or two sixty two, so I like to w watch the fights and. Uh, so I've, I've been like even my brother was alive. We used to watch it every every Saturday. We'd watch it even if it wasn't a main event or like a pay-per-view if it, whatever we would just watch it get together, get pizza, hang out. And uh, so it was hard when he when he passed away uh, to pick up and watch it again because it just reminded of everything I would do reminded me of him so much. But I've always been a real fan of jujitsu. I like the art. I like the skill. Uh, I did a little bit of wrestling when I was younger. So uh, one of the guys that I know, he just opened up his new jujitsu. Uh, what do they call them? Dojos, right? I mean, yeah, you could call it a dojo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you call it that. <laughs> well, my son's got a black belt in yeah. taekwondo. Yeah, yeah. And so I hit him up. I says, hey, dude, you know, when are you guys available? It, you, f you feel weird. I'm 43, you know, and I'm going to go start doing jujitsu yeah, now. Yeah. And I talked to him, and he kept trying every day to me to go, and I'm like, I want to go, but yeah. I'm not working. You know, I'm yeah. like, I just had heart failure yeah. and I got to make sure. But 
I'm clear to, to do those type of activities, but I want to wait till I go back to work so I got a little bit of money in my pocket. Yeah. But he's been asking me to go, and I've been like, do I do it? Do I do it? I'm like, I got to. I mean, look at Anthony Bourdain, dude. He started doing jujitsu in his 60s. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I, I want to do it. I yeah. want to learn that skill, dude. Yeah. I don't want to. If somebody comes, there's this guy that just moved back into the neighborhood. He's a loser. And I'm going to go. I went to go get some beers for us for the show. Yeah. And he's just a creep. He tries to talk to all the ladies in the neighborhood. And he, and he lives with some fat gorda, dude. And now he's he's. He got a job doing something, and now I know he lost his job. In and out of jail, just a fucking loser. Yeah. So I come out of the house, and he's walking his dog with no fucking uh, shit bag. And I know the dog's shitting all over the place, and his dog's sniffing in my yard. So I'm getting ready, you know. I'm like, I'm just going to fucking hit him, dude. But I already know he's going to get the cops, and he's going to try to sue me. So it's like, you can't. And obviously, he knows I'm a UPS driver, too, and he reads the news. So he's looking at me like, fuck. So, like, I just want to fucking get him in a fucking chokehold and yeah, yeah. a guillotine, dude, and just fucking choke him out and drag him to his house. And so he wakes up and goes, what happened? He ain't going to know what happened. Yeah. But, I, you know, just to defend myself, you know, yeah. to defend. I don't have to poke someone's eyes out or, or bite their ear off, you know, or, you know, hit, hit them and then they hit their head on the floor. I want to be able to control the scene. You know, if I got to subdue someone, I could do it the proper way, you know, but also the cardio and the exercise. You know, your boys gained some weight. I've been off work for nine months and just going to the gym for an hour or two hours a day ain't going to fucking cut it when you went from fucking jumping in and out of a truck for fucking 10 hours a day, dude. So there's a lot of other benefits, not just because I want to choke somebody out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what got me into jujitsu? Man, I grew up in the gym. You know, I grew up in a boxing club, you know. I grew up, I told you my dad, my dad was a brawler. Okay. You know, so, yeah, he definitely emphasized self-defense, man. And he got us involved with martial arts, man. You know, man, I was young. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I used to, I grew up in a Mexican boxing club, a lot of us boxing club, take the bus. Mm -hmm. And after school, right, go out there, spar, go home, take a bus back later on in the evening. So that's always been a part of my life. And you miss it. So you want to be a part of that again, you know, that camaraderie, that being a part of a team. And just sparring is, is fun, but getting concussions ain't cool anymore. Mm-hmm. So I still, and I kind of felt like, obviously I didn't know how to defend myself when it comes to, to that groundwork. I'm like, ah, uh, it's mandatory. It's essential, you know. So that's that's when I started rolling, man. I finally got into it. I think I was 20, yeah, 29, right? Mm-hmm. 20, yeah, man, it's... uh. It's something, man, you know. I kind of feel, I mean, it's humbling. Mm-hmm. It's humbling because you're not going to be the fastest anymore, right? I'm getting mm-hmm. older, man. You're not going to be the strongest. But mm-hmm. if you got the technique, man, you'd be surprised, you know. You're going to surprise mm-hmm. yourself who you, how you, how how well you do, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always surprise me. Not surprise me, but you seem, you're, you're like the most calmest dude I fucking know, dog. Like everyone I know, is it's you every time you just you're calm you have your your hands over your over your front you're just calm and i'm like damn this guy's always his blood pressure's got to be like perfect <laughs> you know what i mean like he's just you're always just calm and i'm like okay yeah. you know like he now i'm getting it okay he used to be a boxer jiu-jitsu and you you know you're just calm you just i, I don't mean, know what is it like, i don't want to matter give, i'll fuck everybody yeah. up here so i'm gonna nah, chill nah, out. you know i don't want to let me emphasize this real quick you know i still haven't shook you know shaking my shadow right like Mm -hmm. it's still there i don't want to come across like that at all you know but but yeah i I feel that jujitsu is a part of this system man that 
I have for my self-development, man, that I'm definitely mindful of, uh, like, yeah, I don't want to get upset, man. I don't want to. Yeah. You know, I try to get like, I try, I try to get that cheer level, dude, but sometimes, man, my lady, she likes pushing my buttons, dude. I end up fucking blowing up and just, you know, since I lost my brother, it's been, it's, it's been, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. It's fucking tough. You know, exactly, it's like, man. sometimes I could come back here. This is my sol- uh, solitaire, f- uh, what are they called? The. What's the Superman where he goes to solitary? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, it's where he goes to relax. Yeah. So hold on, I gotta look this up now because I'm gonna fuck <laughs> Solitude, solitude. Uh, Superman's. But yeah, um, no, I still. Room. I put a lot of effort, man, into. Fortress of Solitude. Fortress of Solitude. There, there it goes. Go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't even have to type it in. It just. Yeah, yeah. So b- back here is my fortress of solitude. I like to play my music. I write my notes for my podcast. I'll hit people up to schedule people, listen to music, and like sometimes, you know. I do that I mean, a lot throughout the day. Honestly, I have. I have to. That's a part of my ritual every day. You know, mm-hmm. like I'll say first thing in the morning, man. Like today, I woke up at two in the morning. I didn't go to work. Shit. You know, I wanted that time to myself. Well, man. I know. I know. You said you work. What, what, what's your work schedule right now? I work. Uh, I wake up at midnight. I st- Damn. Yeah, twelve thirty actually, and yeah, I start work at two a.m. Got an hour drive out there to Irvine from San Bernardino, but yeah, I still woke up this morning at two a.m. Man, just to get that time to myself, just to think, just to process, man, just to write, just to journal. Damn, at two in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing on. Well, you got Netflix on, yeah. but you don't obviously watch any of those. Nah, man. You know my what I like to do, man is get in the zone put on some instrumentals mm-hmm. draw mm-hmm. you know like i said I'm, I'm doing really well journaling right now and that's yeah, kind of like my new thing right there that's you know just completing my thoughts man just forming them completely mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. with a lot of things that are going on right now that we're probably going to touch upon mm-hmm. but it feels good man it feels good you know and i like to do that a lot throughout my day i work first break mm-hmm. 4 a.m we got like a pond in the back of my warehouse. You mm-hmm. know, I go out there, see these crane-looking things, man. Like it's beautiful, bro. Mm-hmm. See the moon reflecting off of the water. Mm-hmm. Put my instrumentals on, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. and I like to I like to realign myself, man, consistently mm-hmm. throughout the day, man. I go to the gym this morning. I'm in my car, bro, breathing, getting into the zone, going to the gym, focusing, man. I don't mm-hmm. know anybody. I don't see anyone there, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm staring at the ceiling. I'm staring at the floor. I'm staring at the wall. I'm not looking in the mirrors, you know. I'm just trying to stay in my zone, man, and, and maintain my peace, man. And yeah, that's that's how I like what, to roll. What right made now. you want to? What made you? You know, you're describing a lot of things that I do. I have yeah. a journal. I talk about a lot on my show. Yeah. My my family bought me a journal for Christmas, and I have a I have a private journal in my room where, after I I, I would work out, I'd come home, write in my journal. Then I would do business, you know, podcast, and I did it. I did it for a while. And July, all my kids' birthdays in July, it's been hectic, and it's been okay because we've been doing a lot of good things. But now I got to get back into it. I got to get back in my groove because yeah. I remember when I was in my groove, I was killing it. Exactly. And it's it seems to, you know, it, it it's like it's like, oh it's okay. It's it's no. all three of my kids are born in July, so it's like it's boom 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 beach house we're doing different things and i'm like okay well i'm gonna have some drinks i'm gonna hang out i'll be at the beach beach house i'm gonna go to the beach lay down and just 
forget those things. Is that okay? Or you should I have brought my journal with me and been like, hey, yeah. let me. I still got to keep this routine. I mean, you can draw a string right from one cause, right from yeah. the beginning of your day to your next action, man. Mm-hmm. You can see how it all unfolds, right? Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. That's Without true. a doubt, man. So yeah, like, that's true. You get, you know, you know when you got to maintain that, man. I don't know. It's like patterns. Right, like yeah, you initiate it's a pattern. Cy- you initiate a cycle, mm-hmm. right? You start off your day a certain way, man. Mm-hmm. It's you know yeah. you know how the probability, what the probability is, man. It's gonna how it's gonna unfold, mm-hmm. man. Like if I start eating in the morning, I messed up, man. I yeah. like to fast. That's who I really am, which I haven't been doing to. Yeah. for some reason in the summertime. That's the cycle for me. Like in the summertime, I, I end up taking a step back. I mm-hmm. noticed that, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and always. Yeah, that's where you know those pizza spots, dog. I know, man. <laughs> hey, hey. And yeah, you see it, man. Uh, it, there it, was a pizza Exactly, spot, dude. Huh? Like I took steps back, you know, but like I've been going, like I've been processing. I've been taking steps forward, but in some ways, man, taking steps back. But, you know. But yeah, staying consistent. Yeah. Man. And you learn that through going to jujitsu, being a boxer. You know, um, and those things, it's discipline, it's practice. And I've learned to see that over over time, right? You know, mm-hmm. I know that going to work every day and put in my 20, 80 hours every year is going to max benefit my pension. You know, me taking our days, which I did in the past, you know, for you know my mental my mental health losing my brother covid and d- different things i know that that's going to affect my pension in the future and so uh being consistent and just sticking with it cuz yeah i i know i know that feeling when when everything's aligned and you're you're doing the things that 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 are going to you're not doing it for it to benefit you you're doing it just to enlighten not just you but the people around you it's different it's not benefit it's enlightenment yeah and so yeah, I was I was there. I was there it's for like months, and then July I fucked it all up. I go, oh, fuck! I got to get back in this. Yeah, it's like you're giving in to these primal instincts, right? Oh and, yeah, and dude. inclinations, or you're aligning yourself, man, with divine will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's either either with the intellect, man, or with your instincts, man. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, you know what? You got to gain meaningful knowledge, man. Every day, you got to maintain that strength. You got to get stronger you got to maximize you got to make every day count man yeah right yeah yeah you yeah you have to got to make every day you just so man. easy to just fucking get lazy dude lay down kick back dude watch a tv show i don't know it's like once you feel you get somewhere where you feel satisfied with your life your kids are doing good your wife's happy it's like okay well why take it to the next level and keep grinding when everyone's happy and, and content you know it's like you could think that way or you could keep grinding and that's where my my uh, my battle within myself is because i want my kids to do better so if i'm on them you know, no you gotta you gotta do this you gotta do that you gotta do this and then my lady goes no 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 you're you're, you're pushing them you're doing i says listen it's a real world out there i've seen it there's a lot of things i could say on this show i can't I can't, dude. Just not yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to say certain things that I've seen or done. Yeah. Right? I can say some things, but I just want my kids to be prepared for the real world. And I feel like I've been keeping them in a shell. 
and I want them to be prepared for the real world because I won't be here forever, you know. And uh, you look, I look back at my parents and how they raised me, and now I and I look at that and I thank you for that. Now I go, I'm raising my kids to uh, be ready for the real world, you know. And as much as I want to keep them forever, hey, let's go, let's go buy a house out in the middle of the country. We'll learn how to farm. My son can wake up and milk the cows. My daughters could fucking plow the garden and plant fruit my lady could do everything else and then i could sit there and just be the drunk farmer you know just yelling at everybody um it's not gonna it's not gonna i don't want that for them i want what's best for them and so it's hard because like i want i know what it takes right i had i had my daughter when i was 21 i was still in college you know i had to live with my parents and work part-time at ups and it sucked Coming home and having my dad still yelling, treat me like I'm fucking 13, uh, you know, and I got my wife there and my young daughter and like I couldn't wait to get out. So when I graduated, tried a couple things, tried to become a cop. Uh, well, I was going to be a teacher and then I didn't want to go two more years to get my teacher credential. Then I tried to become a, a cop, couldn't pass a polygraph, uh, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, UPS was there. I was already working there. I had put in my time to go drive. And I was telling you earlier, I hated to drive. But once I got that first check, I said, fuck, I'm out of here. <laughs> and I think within a year, I fucking bought my first place in Corona. And I was gone, dude. I was like, no, one, I'm, I'm done. You know what I mean? And so I don't want that for my kids. I don't want to be able to yell at them, tell them what to do. But yeah. I also want them to be successful, too. That's the thing, too. Yeah, man. We learn so. from our parents, right? We respect our parents. I love where my parents grew up and how they grew up. And I thank them for that. And I take that and I apply it, not all of it, I apply some of it to where my kids are. And I know you got kids too, you know, from where you're growing up and how you're doing things, you know. And you're asking how or why, I think that's how you started off with a question, right? Like, how did I start? I think you nailed it right there though, like love, bro. Like Mm -hmm. love makes you want to perfect yourself, man. Mm Right, like love makes you want to master, man, and mm-hmm. prepare them and gain whatever knowledge and wisdom, man, just to prepare them, man, for life to be ready, man, or at least instill some important principles, man, in your life that you know I know they'll be all right, man, mm-hmm. or have mm-hmm. higher probability of things turning out good, you know, and be able to control myself and, and treat everybody, man, you know, respectfully and maintain mm-hmm. harmony, man, in my house, man. You know, that's, I think I, that's what I shared this morning, man. Something about my wife. You see that at all? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got I all poetic justice on, you know. Well, I saw pictures. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. But I said something to that effect, man. You know, my, I have to credit my wife, man, with, you know, Jennifer. I love How you. How many kids you got? Yeah. I got four. You got four? I got four kids, man. What's your oldest? He's going he's gonna to be 19. Damn. Your kids. Yeah, you yeah. got kids like the same age? Oh, you were like 16? Yeah, I bare. I think one month. Yeah, I had. So my birthday is in in August. Yeah, I had him in September, so I barely turned seventeen. Damn. Yeah, yeah. You was out there, huh? Yeah, man. You know what, man? I met a good girl, bro, and I'm telling you, I was, I was done. I was like, this is my wife right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was 14 years old, man, when I met her, man. Damn. Yeah, What'd you mean, high school? High school, man. So yeah, that was it. Like I met her. I love you. 
you know that's this is it hey marry me like you're my she was a Dang. good girl you know i recognized it man there was something about her do that nice yeah yeah so that's yeah man so and so yeah <laughs> i was 14 yeah i met my lady when i was i was 14 too no was it 15 15 i was 15 and she was 14 but yeah i know I, I yeah i know it's ups and downs it's tough yeah yeah but definitely you know you both got to be builders i think i had a conversation with my wife before coming over here you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah we both love each other man so we both try to both working on it right we're both builders mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so as long as you both builders is it, you can make it work you know if you only mm-hmm. have one person that cares what's your youngest what's, what's the ages of your kids uh oh, are you gonna get you to get me right now you get me in trouble right now <laughs> let me see uh, <laughs> i forget my kids <laughs> i got 19 year olds my boy's gonna be 19 he's a fighter he's a fighter too man oh he is yeah, nice yeah he's he boxing he does muay thai damn if he, if he learns he wants to do ufc or what uh he, he he's talked about it you know i'm not sure exactly what his path is but he's damn. definitely bro he trains he trains harder than I ever have, you know. He he goes twice he goes twice a day, and he's a coach, right? So that's that's his job too now. So he's a fighter, man. Um, that's badass. It dude. is, man. That's what I dreamed of, man. I put my kid. Yeah, he's a black belt <laughs> in Taekwondo. Yeah. And, and I, I put him in. He was five years old, and he he liked it, you know. But he's trying different things, and uh, you know. But I'm glad he. I I've always told him. I go once you start something. You can't quit. You got to keep going. Finish it till the end. You know, and he did, and he got his black belt right before COVID. Nice. And then after that, he goes, oh, I'm going to play flag football. Or I wanted to play football, and it was too late to sign him up. So flag football is available. And then that's how I ended up coaching, you know, for the next couple seasons. I even coached a team. My son was already playing high school ball, and I was already, you know, I got offered to coach uh, eighth graders. And even though my son was on a team, I felt weird at the time. Yeah. It's fucking weird, but I, I, I was asked by my, my daughter's principal, who's a coach, and we ended up winning a championship. What? Because so, yeah, I really wanted it for <laughs> my kids, you know, that I coached. But a lot of them are playing football for Sunny Hills up the street, and a lot of them are, uh, are excelling and being athletes. So I, I get to go right now before I go back to work and watch them practice and watch them. Uh, their first uh, scheduled game is uh, this Thursday, so um, – but yeah, man, watching your kids do do the things that you used to do and excel is amazing. It's an amazing yeah. feeling. Yeah, I wanted him to, to gain that that discipline from it, right? Yeah, that it's military discipline. discipline. That's what I really. Yeah. That was the only thing that I, you know, you know. Fortunately, man, he wants to fight too. You know, like man, he wants to compete. You know, and uh, you know, but for sure, I'm giving him. Yeah, we're like, do do your thing. Right he's now. taller than you, you know yet. I mean? Yeah, he's bigger than yeah, me. Yeah, my son's yeah, taller yeah, than me. How does that make you feel? Uh, they're, they're calling me Little Silver now. You know, he's he's Big Silver now. So, I got a picture. My son's got all the pictures of me in high school. Actually, I'll, I'll have I'll bring them out later and I'll show you. And for when I was growing up, I always thought my dad was taller than me, bigger than me. And now, like, age of forty three, I'm looking at the picture. I go, damn, I was taller than my dad was up to my shoulders with the shoulder pads. I go, I didn't know I was taller than my dad. <laughs> I always my uh, my dad was like the, t- the you know the tallest the, the, he was a man of the house you're scared of him as soon as he's, you just you just like okay 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 and I know that's the way my son you know sees me like that too but now like I see to see my son I'm like dude he's already fucking taller which I'm happy for you know yeah. I'm short so I you know my but my dad's even shorter 
So I'm glad that at least something in the family is happening and he's getting <laughs> tall. Oh, man, I feel my kid ribeyes, bro. That's what it was. That's the key right there. I was feeding him ribeyes. Yeah, well, yeah, no, they, they eat a lot better than I did. Yeah, <laughs> I was for sure. 100 some grams of protein per meal, man. Uh, Damn. But now this dude's built, man. He's built, you know. And he, if he learns some jujitsu, he might be able to take me, man. You know. <laughs> but now nah, his Muay Thai is, nah, I gotta respect that, man. Honestly, mm-hmm. he might, he yeah, might Muay get me is, now, bro. Muay Thai is badass, dude. I might be, I'm a better boxer than him, but his Muay Thai might, you know, I might have to take him down. Mm-hmm. How much is he? How much is he weighing? Uh, he's 180 probably. Oh man. shit! Yeah, 180, yeah, yeah. That's fucking heavy. Yeah, he's 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 bigger than me, man. Yeah, yeah damn. Yeah. Proud he's, pop over here, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, I am. I'm proud of him, man. He's a fighter. What about the other kids? Uh, daughters, 15 years old. So you got two a daughters, three, two dollars. Twins. Oh, you got twins. Yeah, twins. Congratulations. Yeah, both of them. Are, I got one of them. One of them is an artist. Got got gave her the tattoo machine, you know. So get her to, get her to start. How old is she? Uh, fifteen. And she's already got a tattoo try gun. To, try to, no, I'm trying to get her. Trying to get her using. I got I got these cartridges, man. Where you can use the pen. What are they called? Like the ink cartridges, like a pen. Right, just to get her oh, get, okay, get, the, okay. get the feel for it. It's a machine, mm-hmm. you know. But trying to encourage her to. You know, what do you get? Like pigskin. I know a lot of tattoo artists when they practice, they would get like pig skin to practice on. Nah, they got they got some good synthetic skin. Oh, know? they do. Yeah, yeah they got some. Yeah, good this stuff, is like years know? ago. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to. She's an artist. Some other one. She's an athlete. You know. But actually, all of them fight. All of them got into Muay Thai boxing too, man. So. Damn. Yeah, yeah. One of them knows. The other ones in track and field, and they're all part of these clubs, man. And they they do a lot of volunteer work. Best buddies and animal shelter, you know, they're doing good. They're Damn, all, dog. They're they're doing can't they're doing, you know, they're doing their thing. They're building their resume up. Trying to get That's them to, cool. trying to get them to volunteer for the teamsters. I'm trying to convince them to come out there with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, trying to convince mm-hmm. one of them to organize. Uh, did you do that one? <laughs> I thought you did. What's that? I thought you brought your one of your daughters or something for uh, uh let's see, did I? I don't remember. I don't think so. No, no, no. I think you did for like an did Amazon I? one. I think you brought one of your daughters. Uh, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, no, no, I don't think so, man. I'm trying to get them to volunteer. I think one of them will be a good organizer. So we'll see, man. I'm trying to convince them. Yeah. Trying to get one of them to organize. Um, yeah, but anyways, before we get to Union, yeah, I've got to talk to you about being a Freemason. Yeah. I know you're a Freemason, dude. Yeah. And I've, I've seen movies about it. I've heard podcasts about it. I have to ask you, how, why, what, a Freemason dog? Like, how? I've met a few. I've met a few before, but like, talk to the audience a little bit about, or talk to everything about being a Freemason. Like, how did you get involved in that? So, I mean, you're involved in a lot of things, bro. Like, yeah. I, there's only 24 hours in a day. So as active as you see me with the, with the union, that's how it was with the Masons too, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was making my way. I was really active. Part of a bunch of different dependent bodies, man. Uh, how did that happen, man? You know, I think I, I came about it, man, one of the most realest ways. Like, the in, what the intentions were when someone comes with the true intent, I mean, to Freemasonry, that's, that's how I came, man. Um, and we kind of hit upon that earlier, man. You know, I told you I, I, I had a hard knock life. You mm-hmm. know, I, I had a lot of bad habits, man. I had a, my wife, she, she, how she say, man, she kind of fanned that 
that spark, man, and, and you know, she made me deeply aware, man, and, and I started caring about, you know, what direction I was going in life, you know, but there is, that was another point in my life, man, that, like, I was faced with, like, my mortality, right, and I started to look at who I really was, you know, like, if I was to pass away today, you know, how would I be remembered? Yeah. And, you know, I didn't like it, man. You know, I lacked discipline. I, I lacked self-control, man. And it was kind of a, you know what, I'm going to get honest on this show. Yeah, because well, my, that's what we Yeah, get, yeah, yeah, you know, there's, there's a message that I got to get across. And my wife, you know, she suggested a while back that she wished other people, you know, did it. You know, I, I developed a, you know, I didn't know, man. Like I said, I... I I developed this anxiety disorder, man, when I when I was like 19, 20 years old. Mm. And how it came about, man, I, you know, I was working three jobs, right, juggling up all, I don't know, man. And grinding. Grinding, bro. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and this is, you know. Like, fuck, it's hard. It was, uh, let's just say that, you know, one day when I was a young kid, man, you know, somebody gave me these these uh pills man you know what i mean and like man these are gonna help you get through the day what kind of pills were they yeah they were nothing man they were like you know in a warehouse no, no dose uh they were just no dose no nah, they were nothing serious man they mm -hmm. were they were nothing like they're tramadols oh, okay but tramadols are big bro if you don't know in the warehouse game oh no i was addicted to oxy bro yeah yeah and I, I had a bad back so i was i was a i was a prescribed all those tramadols yeah uh, Nothing compared to oxygen, I imagine. Yeah, 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 but yeah. but someone who's never trauma dolls, yeah. No, but nice. it wasn't it wasn't the trauma dolls that messed me up though. It's yeah. when I couldn't get trauma dolls. Oh, you know, and I because tra they usually prescribe trauma dolls for people that uh, that are coming off of oxy. Yeah, just kind of it's like a it's like little wind down because trauma. See what happened is uh, trauma doll. Uh, it, it is it is supposed to be. Uh, to to help with pain, right? But the traumadols attack your nervous system, and the oxycodone, not oxycontin. Oxycontin is made by Purdue, but the uh, oxycodone, the 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 heroin, uh, the, the oxycodone, the, the term I've talked about plenty on the show. Yeah. Um, it attack it attacks your your endorphins, you know, your dopamine levels that that spurred it. So it it, it attacks that to make you feel good. It, and your, it tells your body to ignore it. But the trauma doll attacks your nervous system. It tells your brain, you know, you, there's no pain. It's a different high, for Bro, sure. It makes yeah. you feel like a kid, you know? Yeah. For some people, it, it's different. <laughs> and I tell you, in, in Warehouse, man, it's everywhere. Damn. That's what everybody dolls. is using, no matter what warehouse you're at. And like I said, I'm, I'm giving too much information about no, myself, you're, man. No, you're fine, but, dude. But, don't uh, worry about it. You're know, telling the truth. No, I'm not. You know, like I said, there's a message behind it. First of all, don't, yeah. don't mess with any pills at all, bottom yeah, line. Yeah, no, yeah. That's what the show's and, about. And that's the message. That's part of the message, man. But like I said, one time I couldn't get you. That's what happens, right? With people, they can't get mm -mm. what they can get. And I'm working three jobs. And, man, I'm. Yeah. And when you don't have anything, you're crashing, right? You can't do your job. You can't function. And some one day somebody gave me something different, and I find out that. This guy was like, man, I gave you two. And I felt it, dude. Like, gave me something. Like, it was, I had to go home, call the ambulance, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And after that day, bro, I just felt like, 
I didn't feel the same, you know, mm-hmm. and I thought I fried my brain or something, dude. I wrote it out, you know. I, I called the ambulance, but I left the spot that where I called it from, man. I just wrote it out. I'm laughing because I've been there, dog. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know yeah. what's yeah, up, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I not, even, yeah, I'm not making fun of you, dog. No, no, no. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> but I'll tell you that if it get fractured, whatever stability like I had, yeah, and I developed, I thought I was dying, man. You know, I was going mm-hmm. to the doctors all the time, getting tests. Plus, they found something, too. Like, so, like, man, I'm dying. Like, I thought I was dying, you know. And it turns out I had an anxiety disorder. And and it was really extreme. Like, I couldn't, could not stop thinking about death, right? Mm-hmm. Could not stop th- worrying about my kids and their future and all these possibilities with my wife. And talking about every waking hour, every moment, man. Nothing but negative thoughts, bro. You know, and... It was extreme. I couldn't, I would be getting anxiety attacks, but I didn't know it was an anxiety attack. I thought it was just, something's wrong with me. Yeah. You know, a bunch, a lot of different symptoms, a lot of different. Um, Damn, do you know what they gave you? Um, Forgot what it was, man. But. It was in a pill form? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a knockoff pill. Um, And, man, it, like I said, homie told me he gave me too much. And actually, yeah, but. Like I said, man, so I was like that for a long time. I was going through this, and, you know, it was hell, man. It was hell, but... Uh, yeah, I've been there, man. Yeah, Honestly. yeah, so trying to get my mind back, trying to be happy, trying to be normal. Like, it, I never had that moment for for years, right? Yeah. Like, I was fighting for it. Like, Fuck yeah. And so I walk into a thrift store, I pick up a book, it was called uh, Literature in Western Man. Mm. Open up a page, and there is a... Uh, How old were you at this time? Cause I think 20 years old. Probably. Okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it was an excerpt from this guy named Moran Pico de Mirandola. Mm. He was credited with writing the manifesto for the Renaissance. Mm. Right? And he wrote something to the effect of... What was it, man? I wish I had it, man. Like, no, thou man shall be, what? You can look it up on your phone, yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. Constrained by, let me look it up, man. I'm going to grab me a beer. Yeah, you got it, man. Go ahead, go ahead. Something to the effect of, like, we should have the power to leave that brutish state and regenerate into a higher form which is divine man something to that effect right but besides that man that that resonated with me man but going further into his work man like his mind was beautiful like his thoughts his philosophy man like it brought me so much peace man like it felt like i attached myself to god reading his work you know and that that's what got me into philosophy man and the more that I immerse myself into philosophy, man, like, it's like I allowed light into a dark room, man. All that darkness, man, just started to, you know what I mean? Just organically, just genuinely Yeah, I, just min- I minored in philosophy. Yeah, I love man. philosophy, so, bro. Yeah, that's hot. So when I you wanted f- to be a philosopher. Yeah. That was one of my, my I was going to be, I wanted to be a philosopher. I was so intrigued about philosophy that, you know, I was, you know, born and raised a Christian, so I was like, christian philosophers and i was looking things up because i also i wanted you know to please my parents how they raised me uh but yeah philosophy dude Philo- yeah philosophy us right now philosophy bro yeah <laughs> dignity, dignity of man though that's what it was yeah. called i think this uh the title of his paper man but 
but yeah the way i felt man so eventually right i'm digging into philosophy man i'm like yeah this is what i be talking about practicing social and moral virtues man i started started applying it man everything that i was learning right like mm -hmm. this is who i want to be this is he's talking about like you're not condemned to be like who you are you know at any moment you can regenerate into a higher form which is mm -hmm. the divine mm -hmm. and i'm like i wanted to believe that man and like I said, I was dealing with my own mortality, man. And if I died this year, like, how am I going to be remembered by everyone? You know, I don't. Mm -hmm. And I started to shape myself, man. I started to create myself, man. I started to. And in my studies, man, I started to, uh, let's see, I came across Benjamin Franklin and his memoirs. Mm -hmm. I came across his moral perfection Benjamin project. Franklin was a, a mason. Yeah, he was a mason, man. So in his memoirs, I came across his moral perfection project. Then I came across Freemasonry in his memoirs. Mm. And I seen, like, wow, there's a society, a group of men who are just like me that want to do exactly what I do. Mm. You know, and I started investigating. I'm like, yeah, I got to join, man. And I visited uh, Redlands Masonic Lodge, Redlands number 300. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, man, my first day, they tell you online, hey, come as who you are. Don't put on a disguise don't come as who you are you know so i came in there man with some ben davis on you know hey, pro, pro club you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh banged out you know because i really wanted i didn't want them to i didn't want to front you know this is the rough ashler this is where i'm at right now but mm -hmm. i thought that they would see my intention was true man and yeah they i got you know they received man and it was by your pad yeah it was 20 minutes away Oh, okay. 20 minutes away. You yeah. just looked it up online and like, yeah, oh, I'm going to go yeah. there. Yeah, I found a Masonic Lodge. And yeah, man, it's been, you know, everyone, you're missing out. I'll tell you that. You know, it's something that I feel like is essential. I know. they The, the media and the public really sent, uh, seemed to put a damp on it. It was before. Know? It was before then, man. It was, it was, uh, let me, let me, uh. I mean, now, I, I don't know, back then. Yeah, they're still kind of playing on it, right? Mm -hmm. Because I guess it generates views, man. People are engaging. But before then, man, this, let's see, let's see. Let me let me go to my notes, man. There's some, there's some bullet points that I wanted to hit, man. Well, I know the Freemasons are the oldest fraternity organization in the world. Yeah. And I know that. They welcome everybody of different religions, and it's not a religion. No, it's but not they a bring people in that have different beliefs, but they all agree that there is a higher being. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. The tenets of Freemasonry, man, brotherly love, right? What you're talking about, man. Yeah, Freemasonry promotes the spirit of friendship. Mm. tolerance right mm. and respect among its members and it encourages every individual every mason to treat others with kindness and compassion regardless of their background regardless of their belief so we really emphasize unity and interconnectedness of, of humanity mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and as far as relief man there's like I said either a tenets of Freemasonry man this is this is what we live by man we're encouraged to practice charity and, and help those in need. Bottom line. Relief involves providing assistance, relief, and support 
to individuals, to communities, right? And that's what we do as Teamsters mm-hmm. and worthy causes, right? Freemasonry teaches its members to be actively involved in philanthropy and to make a positive impact on society. So some of the philanthropies that Freemasonry has, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, man. But Enlighten me. One of the programs my family has benefited from, Scottish Rite is an independent body of Freemasonry. I guess associated with the higher degrees. Like you heard about the 30 dirt degree, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Scottish Rite. So the Scottish Rite, man, uh, I think every Scottish Rite, Valley, every lodge, you know, don't miss, I might, might be, a misquote, I might be making a you're mistake. Fine, That's why everyone, yeah, yeah. but at least the Valley that I belong to and others in the, in the region, man, they operate speech and literacy centers for kids, right? So these speech and literacy centers are across the United States. These centers aim to help children who struggle with speech and language disorders, learning disabilities and reading difficulties. They offer assessment therapy and support services to improve children's speech and literacy skills for free. That's one. That's one of the things that we offer, man. Another thing that's really popular that you probably heard of at the Shriners Hospitals for Children. You ever heard of that? Yeah. The Shriners, you heard of them before? I've heard of Shriners. Yeah, the Shriners Hospitals for Children is a network of pediatric specialty hospitals providing free medical care to children up to the age of 18. These hospitals specialize in orthopedics, burns, spinal cord injuries, cleft lip, palate care, mm. among other conditions, right? So Shriner Hospital, top quality medical care, regardless of the family's ability to pay. That's so Freemasons, they do a lot of community work, you know, public work. Yeah. Not just being a, you know, the skull and bones type movies and, nah. and, and, weir- and weird shit. Um, but, yeah, I've, 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 I've heard, heard about the Freemasons and uh, over time, you know, driving to Santa Ana, I've seen the halls and all that, Illuminati the all-seeing eye, the triangle, all this, uh, and people make fun of it and stuff like that. But the more research I do, you know, like you've sent me literature, and I've, I've listened to some some of the audio books you've sent me and and, and listened, and I'm like, man, it, it sounds like something like I might be interested to go check out, honestly. Yeah. Because I, I've always said this, like, I have my show – I have a lot of people on my show that have different beliefs. We all have different beliefs of how the world started, uh, different uh, religions, and all that. And one thing that clicked on me from reading and researching is the Masons welcome everybody. But at the end, there's one higher being. There has to be. Yeah. And science, we have science out there. We just have the new Weber telescope out there looking looking for answers when the answer is, is already here. There's nothing to explain everything you see around us. Airplanes fa- flying. Look at everything's getting recorded right now. You know, and every, everyone's going, oh, no, it's evolution. Man, get the fuck out of here. This universe is, is billions of years old. And to say that uh, there's no God exists is, is uh, it, it's kind of dumbfounding. You know, so... I respect everybody's beliefs. Yeah. But I could tell you this, there is a higher being and there is a purpose for for everybody. And if we don't fight now by turning off your phones, 
putting your phones down, reading a book. And I'm guilty of charge, too. Yeah. We just talked earlier about writing our journals, waking up and writing our journals, doing things. We will be destroyed. And we're heading, I feel like we're heading towards that way, especially with social media. Especially with this contract, you know, UP, you know, I work for UPS. These type of things that are getting tossed out there of, of, of this is a bad contract. Uh, you know, one thing I'm going to point out too is that the Teamsters are really promoting the, 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 to vote yes. And then that's fine, you know. But to throw our business out there, now everybody knows, you know, there's a lot of bad places that people deliver, drivers deliver to. Knowing that, hey, this driver makes 170 grand a year. <laughs> Let's kidnap him, hold him ransom. You know, like you're you're promoting a lot of, but you know, for years they would never say, you know, how much we made. It was always secretive. Yeah. It's like when I go hang out with my homies. They got nice houses, nice cars. I'm not gonna sit there and go, how much money you make? Yeah. I'm not gonna ask them, and they're gonna ask how much money I make. And so that's one negative thing that. What's going on with, with social there's media? There's a positive to that, though, right? There's, there's you think? I don't bad. know. Yeah, Tell me man. about it. I don't know. I don't know. Shoot, man. You're, I think you're... We've been lowballing ourselves, man, You know, as far as our value. You know, yeah, I think... There you go. I think they've done a good job of manipulating public opinion, man, of our worth, right? Like you're talking about, like, Freemasonry, right? Real quick. Yeah, you know, go this, back to this it, is, yeah. This is, this, is, this is based upon a union. This is based upon a, a, a stone. Yeah, but you guys guild. are so secretive. Yeah. And it's not out of, you know, that's what you want. It's just because mm -hmm. that's what you guys are. But and UPS drivers, the union, has always been secretive when we negotiate our contracts. Yeah. Always been. But now, social media, everything's out there. Everything's out there. How much drivers are making. Thank God. Goodness, they're not talking about our pension or health care either, Shit, you know. Man. But I read the comments. You know, I got time. I'm got time. I don't go back. If they to only work knew to... how much you guys are cashing out on his yeah, pension, no, bro. No, I know, but it's just, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't. And then they're still fighting for twenty. They want twenty five livable. I mean, wage. you guys inspired my guys and and, and girls in my warehouse. I'll tell you that. You know, you guys. Achieving that, man, you've inspired us, and man, my our job in the freezer is hard. I bet it is. Bro, it's the hardest job that you've never seen before done. Right? There's no video really out there, man, of what we're doing, but we're exerting ourselves, man, at 100% energy. Do and it's how cold is in the freezer? Negative 25 degrees. Damn. Negative 20, and that's just a part of the problem, man. Just the engineer work standard that we have is so difficult. These people, not only that, dude, we start at 2 a.m. Machines won't even right. last that long in that temperature. <laughs> right. Hey, but we start at 2 a.m., man. You know what that does to our quality of life, man? Mm -hmm. You know what we sacrifice, right? Like, to get eight hours of sleep, I got to go to sleep at 4 p.m., man. My kids don't get home to 4 p.m., you know? Mm -hmm. And that's something that they've noticed, man, that I've always had to work so much, mm -hmm. man. And our compensation, man, for the the injuries, that, man, we're... we're so you have, you're working three jobs. How, do you, how did you... Uh, Establish yourself at Albertsons then. How long have you been there for, by the way? Yeah, so I've been there for 15 years. Okay. 15. 15. March was 15 years. 15, yeah. 15. So. About 20? Yeah, one? I was 20. 20 21, years old. Yeah, 21. 20. So you're working three jobs. You started yeah. reading books. And he, did you get all, did, referred or how'd you nah, stumble? man. I just showed up, man. Like I said, it's a society of you people. Just, showed up, just like me, I'm like, you know, I really just. 
I said I needed to be a part of this, man. I needed it. You know, okay, I, need, so I needed I needed a structure. I needed the discipline. I needed to be, you know, coached, you, man. And you've been I, on Irvine ever since? No, no, I was in Mariloma. Okay, Mariloma. Mariloma for, yeah, for 10 years. And we came out there okay. in 2017 with the merger. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but you've always been freezer. Always been freezer, man. Damn. Tell me your your daily routine. Like, how, how was it? Like, what do you do in the freezer? What now, kind of food's in there? Oh, man, we have uh, first section meat products, right? Ribs, shrimp, right? You got the grocery, potatoes, vegetables, right? Then you get to the uh, ice cream section, everything you can imagine. How then, big is this? Uh, You know what, man? I don't know the square footage, man, but it's a big, from what I've heard, man, it's a big freezer, and it's not big enough, actually, man. It's not big enough. You know, during the holidays, man, it's we're putting things how in many places. people are in the freezer about 100 and i think 100 120 so that's a people. big ass freezer yeah yeah you know for for both shifts though that's for both shifts man on a given day uh you know what i don't know man depends you know during damn but man it's a tough job bro and then negative 25 degrees that's what not kind even, of equipment do you wear bro that's not even the uh we, i wear man my boots are about three and a half pounds each they look like astronaut boots. It's like you're in Antarctica. Yeah, yeah bro. It's my gear is. You pulling shit off the shelves. Astronaut. No, I'm a forklift operator now. Okay, so. You. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm good, you know. But the selectors, man, these guys work hard. Work really hard. Like, like I really wish I can show you. I'm 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 a, I'm gonna try to get something to show you, man. Cause, like I said, man, we're destroying our bodies. We're 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 kind of sacrificing our yeah. sleep. We're sacrificing our health so we can. Feed the public. And, and for just to have time with our family, man. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we sacrifice our body. We got people in there, man, 30 years old with the knees. Doctors are like, they never seen anything like this before, this type of arthritis. You know? Because of the cold, huh? I mean, just the, we're banging off concrete, man. We're jumping off of pallet jacks and having to run with boots on. You know, hitting corners, man, throwing cases. Like, they don't give us enough time to do this, man. They give us two steps to put a case down. You know, like there's something wrong. Damn, they're technical. Bro, this two is steps. Yeah, yeah, two steps and then their negligence is as if they give us hurdles that we have to jump over, man, to make our standards, to make our productivity, man. Mm-hmm. Like they're not doing what they need to do as managers, you know. Logistics, mm-hmm. man, every every second count. And they just path, you know, I, you know what I don't want to make a mistake, man, cuz the last time I was on off the clock shop talk, man, I kind of went in on Al- on Albertsons and and I gotta maintain a good relationship, man. So I don't want to make that that mistake again, man. I gotta, yeah, I but gotta, it's okay to say how you feel. Yeah, you know, yeah, saying, you know what? You know. Yeah, and I did, you know, and I'm sure they heard. Um, but truth be told, man, I gotta maintain a good relationship with 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 these people, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't want to. I'm trying to. We're working on these issues, and there will come a time, man, where, and I've, I've, you know, I told them that I'm. We're gonna raise awareness, and we're gonna get this taken care of. We're gonna follow through with this, mm-hmm. and I believe in you know, Danny Herbert, man. I believe in mm-hmm. we're gonna take care of my business agent, man. We're, we're on this right here, man. So it's a long I'm, battle, with you guys. Huh? It's been a, it's been an ongoing battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 making progress, though, man. When we came in here, it was like a non-union shop. We're fighting for essentials, basic essentials, gloves, mm-hmm. man. What they provided us, man, it was a joke. But like I said, I'll leave that alone. I'm a, I'm gonna let you them off the you know like i want to today yeah i I just want to be respectful man and like i said i'm a steward i gotta remember that Mm -mm. you know and i gotta remember my intention man is to help move this 
thing along for it. Yeah. Right? I don't sounds even like sounds like it's tough fucking work. Dog. Yeah, it's tough work, and man, we need these UPS wages. I'll tell you that right now, bro. You, hey, after I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you the new slogan that we got right here. I'm a, you're gonna you're gonna start seeing yeah, this yeah, out yeah. there, man. S- something that my 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 friends have throwing out there. Hey, 45 to stay alive. That's what we want, <laughs> homeboy. <laughs> all right, first right here on the Raider and the Saint, man. Get this across to all the 45 warehouse. Forty-five to stay alive. Right, forty-five to stay alive. A hey, coined by my boy Steve-O in the freezer. He said anything less is too much stress. Man. What are they? What's the starting rate to work in the uh, freezer? Twenty-five. Twenty-five dollars right now. So they weren't. Nobody was staying, man, and they kind of made a. So we have this tier, right? You work a certain amount of hours and mm-hmm. you get to the next tier pay. Mm-hmm. That's how it's negotiated in our contract. And they kind of uh, made an agreement with the union, man, to start off somewhere in the middle, man. So at $25, you know, it's starting wage. They're, they're skipping a few steps now because they weren't retaining anyone. It's a mm-hmm. difficult job, man. And they were killing it during the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Grocery industry. Mm-hmm. You got these pandemic EBT, right? Everybody no. was getting... There's plenty the of stimulus. D-B- Every, D-E-B-T for everybody the kids had too, money yeah. for groceries, man. They mm. killed it. I think I had the numbers on here, man. But they, they might have put UPS to shame. You know, <laughs> they killed it. Well, they I, on my route, I delivered to Albertsons, <laughs> and you and I, uh, you guys were right there parked, still waiting to park, and it, it, you guys were cranking and cranking them in. Yeah. Because I delivered what I, I just delivered garbage, dude. And these guys, man, are tough, bro. These people are tough, man. They they sacrifice their sleep. They come in there with no sleep. I've seen friends, man, fall asleep, bro. Their forks in the air, you know, like, Damn. dude, we it's a struggle in there, man. And my, and my coworkers, man, they're I soldiers. heard you guys are making over like a hundred grand, though. I mean, we but were at twenty-five an hour, bro. No, that's no, a lot of hours. No, no, yeah, we were making during the pan, you know, during the pan, but hours of cut, you know. So we're not doing. How that many hours anymore. are you guys working now? Just forty, man. Before, me, yeah, what was it before? Yeah, like we're, during the pandemic. We, yeah, we wanted to work seven days. Yeah. Damn, how many hours? Yeah, seven no. days. I mean, yeah, probably ten. nine, ten. You know, seventy hours. But during yeah, the pandemic, the beginning of it, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, all man, hands on deck. <laughs> that perspective, man, from being in a warehouse during the pandemic, mm. crazy, man. Let me tell you that. Seeing these every, almost everything, almost empty, right? Like I was really worried about, like, man, what's, what's going on in this world, man? Everybody, so there's right? no food on the Bro, shelves. We don't have no food, like. I know toilet paper. <laughs> hey, we have that stuff, right? It's like, wow, we're really, like, what's going on, you know? Like, we were there, man. At, and people First were reason. just in shock, man. Like, it was crazy, man. You know, it was crazy, bro. What did you do in those days? There was nothing on the shelf. They sent you home? Uh, you know, you we, just waited there? No, there was, we had a lot of things we ran out of, but, you know, we were still shipping what we, what we did have, mm-hmm. you know? But it, there was times where it felt like, wow, you know? We were getting things shipped and sending out the same day, you know. Mm. It was just a, a crunch in the supply chain, man. But it Damn. was a, what a perspective, though, man. I yeah, I, that. yeah, that's a perspective it to see what you guys are going through. The essential workers, man. Because, yeah, yeah, I used to deliver to uh, uh, Albertsons and Tustin off of uh, Newport and First Street. And the receiver back there, he was like, there's nothing. Like, it used to be stacks and pallets of waters and vegetables and all that and during the pandemic dude it was the walls were empty and he was like there were times he wasn't even there but when he was he goes there's nothing coming in it's, and you were driving crazy. right and you i was driving stop yeah. working so no, you see your like, freeways all empty yeah everything was empty 
a lot of the hospitals and, and clinics that I delivered to, everything was closed. The only thing I was delivering was essentials to the neighbors, the neighborhoods, right? Like the, the medicines, people were still ordering clothes and shit. But a lot of Costco, Sam's Club, like dog food, water bottles, toilet paper. I was still busy, dude. I was still working 12, 13 hours. You know, this Albertsons, they, they're putting together care packages for us, man. We were grateful, man. They were giving us things that we couldn't get at the store, you know. Yeah. And I always felt like, okay, at least we work here. Worst case scenario, man, we got we got things in. We can't find something at the store. We got out the mm-hmm. warehouse, you know. Mm. But that was a crazy time, though, man. And How many employees at, at Irvine? Uh. So we're going through this effects bargaining right mm-hmm. soon with this with this automation company. Yeah, automation, and so, yeah. so I was told that we need 530 employees right now. We got mm-hmm. 480 as far as warehousemen, and we're going backwards. Wait, they need 530, and we have 480. So they they're gonna need an extra hundred and some more people. Uh, what what? No, we need another 50, but we're going backwards though. We're going backwards, so we got we need 530, but we have 480. And we're losing people. How are you guys going backwards if you need more employees? To well, we're out? getting close to automation. People are probably don't they don't want to stick around, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, why am I? In they're afraid of layoffs, obviously. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's so uh, they're gonna hire people to to work the machines. That's uh. They don't want to train anybody. Yeah, that's uh, that's coming up with this effects bargaining. That's something that we're talking about. That's something that, that obviously the. the the union and the IBT they're mm-hmm. actually working on. Because yeah, I heard the machines are supposed to be kicking in September. Yeah, something October. like after uh, I know some major changes are coming after Thanksgiving. Okay. So okay. yeah, they're trying to. Uh, yeah, they're definitely not trying to give us those jobs, man. That's something that we're gonna have to fight for. Mm-hmm. Something that man we're gonna have to strike for. We gotta be ready for. It. We need those jobs, you know. Cause like I told you, I got friends. That are going to be a part of this effects bargaining committee, man. Both mm-hmm. of their knees, big old scars, shoulders tore up. Mm-hmm. Like, man, we sacrifice our bodies mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. for this job. And at the end of your time, man, you should have an easy job. You know, you should have an easier job. You should be able to work these machines, man. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to push you guys out because you're years there's and a hire loophole. people. There's a loophole. People. Yeah, man, to suppress wages to save a little bit of money, man. When the ethical thing to do is just. You know, we're losing jobs. There's going to be layoffs. You you want to train. Because everybody that's coming in is starting green, too. Like, they're going to have to be trained, you know. They should be working with us. And um, so, yeah, we need those jobs, man. We're going to – we got to get those jobs. Yeah, that's the – after this contract, that's the UPS, ethical thing. for our local uh, – and other locals as well. But I always pay attention, like, what's the next contract. When did you guys contract up again? 2025. Okay, so – yeah, right, so we're raising we're, we're gonna start we're raising awareness now, now. but yeah, yeah. It's if, there's, the fight any, if now. there's anything that i learned from this ups contract is i ne- we need to raise awareness now for yeah we really need to amplify the voices of the workers now you know two years away right yeah they want to do full automation with the the down there by the pier you know where the you know where they unhaul all the all the rigs and everything yeah uh, they want to get fully automation trucks in there so now feeder drivers human beings won't have to drive the trucks in there they're just full automation mm-hmm. and we just we just drive it where it needs to go so that one's been going on for many years now 
I don't know how that battle's going now, but we're, we're pretty close to fully automation. We got Teslas out there now. I remember I delivered to this place off of New Hope and w between Warner and Seagrestrom. They had cars in there. It looked like the Google car. Remember the Google car? Yeah. Yeah. It would take, you see it drive and take pictures. And if you look on Google uh, years ago, you would see me outside in front of my Mustang. Yeah. Looked like I was smoking, smoking a bowl. Did they really get you like that? Really? Yeah, they got me. Looked like I was smoking a bowl and I was in my uniform. And I wasn't. And I wasn't. I was actually putting a dip in my mouth. You know, I'm like, look at your smoking. You're lying. Oh. I swear, dog. Did you got a screenshot of that? Or like? I got to look through it, dude. Somebody's got it. But, yeah, it looked Said like that. I was taking a bone right in front of my Mustang and I had my uniform on. No, I was, I was putting a dip in my mouth. Yeah, for real. But anyways, uh, yeah, going back to the automation, but the place I delivered to, they, yeah, it looked like the Google car with all the little mirrors and cameras everywhere. And I go, what is this? They go, oh, it's going to be fully automation. The car's just going to drive itself. It'll be like an Uber. You get an Uber, but there's no one driving it. It just takes you wherever yeah. to go. So yeah. we're pretty close for that. But Everyone automation. out there, avoid that. Avoid, yeah. don't, don't get, you know, use the... Use people, man. Don't use yeah. self checkout. That's no, all you need yeah, to get in that car. It's driving a mil it's uh, driving a hundred miles an hour, and then you can't get out of the car. It won't listen to your commands. Next, you know, it's like a movie, dude. The car's fucking slams into a building, blows on fire. You see, man, they're trying to get rid of us as fast as they can. Oh yeah, the right? upper, the upper. Let's make the upper, them pay, uh, man. Yeah. Let's 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 make them pay, man. Because honestly, it's expensive out here, man. There's such a disconnect from the cost of living and wages, it's a bro. It's a million dollars in this neighborhood to buy a home now. Yeah, I bet, man. Yeah, I bet. Twenty twenty-five years ago, thirty years ago, no, this is, we'll say twenty-five, thirty years ago, these houses were going for a hundred, hundred fifty. Mm -hmm. Now they're going for a million dollars. This house over here behind behind you, with my homeboy used to live. Uh, one of my good friends, shout out to Jay Nix. Uh, they made it into a duplex. I don't know if they did that legally, but they have it listed for $1.6 million on the, on the internet. They can't sell it. Now they rented out Airbnb. And the other day, there was a, like five dudes and one chick. They were in there for like a week. I saw them walking out. My neighbor tells me, he goes, yeah, they were doing a porno. I was like, I hear I was moaning and groaning all night long. Now they're shooting pornos over here on Airbnbs. You know, that's what these investors are doing. So we got to we got to fight like like how we fight our laws and we at, at the union and we fight with Albertsons or UPS. We got to do that within the city now. Now, yeah. I got to go to the city hall and file a complaint and say, hey, dude, you can't be doing Airbnbs over here because you can't sell. You you inflated a house that worth one point seven million when you bought it for three hundred thousand dollars. All you do is repainting some shit i don't even think you replaced the pipes or the electrical and now you want to sell it and try to flip it you can't flip it so now you turn to airbnb and now you got all kinds of freaks and weirdos coming in and out of my neighborhood taking up my parking spots so now not only do i got to go to union meetings i got to go to the fucking town hall yeah and and it's like you said you got to get involved it, it's it's there's no downtime yeah, somebody has to do it. Man. Somebody has that's to do it. That's what inspired me, man. To, yeah. You know, obviously, volunteer organizer, man. That's, yeah, man, that's that's a part of it. Man. Yeah, we, we haven't even talked about you yeah, being organizing yeah, yet. Yeah, volunteer, volunteer organizing, man. But yeah. now you're, so, yeah, you're out of Albertsons. You're dealing yeah. with, dealing with this. You know, I got you guys' back when it comes to those nego negotiations. You know, you, you guys deserve it. It sounds fucking tough. 
Man, we're negative twenty five. We need degrees, to retire, bro. We need, we need a pension like you guys, man, so we can retire early. Cause our bodies, man, literally cannot. Well, your guys' it. pension. How much is it in your guys' pension? It's, it's probably like around. It's a, you want me to don't say this. You, you, you want me to, say, say, you want say. me to humble, <laughs> humble, yeah, yeah. humble everybody that listens to the show, man. You know, I'll say by the end of our contract, which is two years away, we'll be like at six ninety something, I believe, man. I can't even. I'm gonna get up and walk away. Now. Yeah, that's not the and b- people are bitching about thirteen. We're going to get a twenty seven yeah. five cent raise, and you're working a negative twenty five degree environment, dude. And we need to retire early, and we can't. We have to work forty something years there because of our pension, right? But I'm blessed, bro, because that's and the you pension. feed America, and that's a pension, dude. And I'm grateful for my pension. And you're feeding America. And I can't complain, dog. though. I don't want to sound like no, honestly. No, no. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for the you know, grateful for the union. We're coming after you the know? corporate, but you know. Uh, we're getting our. It's a no, tough I job. bet you guys do. It's a tough job. I have man. not seen that on on video. I don't know if you guys would get fired, but a day in a life. There's this guy I watch on on YouTube. He's in Tokyo. Forgot mm-hmm. his name, but he's always like a day in the life of a sake maker, a day in the life of a, a samurai sword maker. Yeah. A day in the life of a sushi chef. They should do one where a day in the life of Albertson Albertson's mm-hmm. worker working in the negative 25 degree box <laughs> man throwing cases at, at the rate that we have to we can't lift correctly man you know people are man blowing out their back man no, herniated discs i got sciatic. man these guys legs are going numb right arms are going like i had a friend tell me that his doctor told him like hey because the injury that he has like hey if you start like if you're starting, I got the I got the lawyer. Yeah, you know, just let me know. <laughs> yeah, hey, but a lot of guys, a lot of guys <laughs> yeah. I know that retire and have injuries, like past injuries because of UPS, they get really nice settlements. So uh, just let me know. I'll, I'll send you in the right direction. But yeah, and, and, and that's what they do. They end up settling. My dad did it. I know a lot of people that have had injuries and they end up settling. But that's fucking. It sucks. And people people don't understand what what. You know the people like us go through. Yeah, man, it's it's tough, man. And at least you know the cost. Of the, we're we're gonna go after these wages, man. Like I said, I can't complain about the pension. You know, I can't I can't complain about anything. As a matter of fact, man, I gotta mm. stay grounded, dude. Cause man, I'm out here on these strike lines, right? And I'm speaking with other people, and I'm hearing about their pensions. You know, I've heard I was on a strike line not too long ago, and theirs was like less than a dollar an hour. Right, less than a dollar an hour. What? Yeah, man. You know, and who's that? I, I'm not gonna. Are you talking about the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah but like I said, you know, I gotta be grateful, man, for what I got, man. I am not complaining, bro. I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, I don't even want to come off like that. You but know we know what we're worth, though. You know, it's it's like you're you're everyday athletes. It's like playing it, playing like you, you go to, for example, I always like to refer to NFL, right? Mm-hmm. I play football. My son plays football. He's sore all the time now. He's got to take ice baths. Uh, when you see these players and they're playing in the snow, like New England against, uh, let's say, the Chiefs, right? It's it's snowed out, and it's negative, what, 12? Or even going to Green Bay. I don't think Green Bay's ever been negative 25. But when, you used to, when we used to play, and it was rainy, and it was, what, Let's just say 65, 60 degrees. Hitting someone fucking hurt. It hurt. 
I can only imagine when you're playing a football game and you're hitting, you're moving around, jumping around, doing everything. You're you're gonna get sore. It's cold and it hurts. But when you're doing it every day, you're in there moving, throwing shit, you know, picking up shit, throwing it, doing whatever you need to do at negative 25 degrees every day. And it affects your body. It's not like you're playing once a week. Yeah. You know, you go practice under the heat and it's nice and warm and we just got to play 60 minutes in the game and that's it. You guys are doing it for 10 hours. Five, six, seven days a week. Never have time to recover. Yeah. Never. We should be getting paid like fucking professional players, dude. And in the freezer, man, like you have an even higher risk of developing like some, you know, musculoskeletal disorder. Because of the cold, you know. When did entertainment become more prized and more appreciated by as far as income? When back in the days, right, when the king and queen give me my entertainment, they would get them and they didn't like them, chop their heads off. They respected the farmers and the workers because they're the ones that kept everybody alive. Where did at what point did it switch? Because now entertainment, gambling, professional football, all that is glorified. We're gonna pay. Aaron Rodgers, one hundred fifty million dollars in contract to throw a fucking football. Tell his ass to go in that fucking ice box and, and do twenty five. Oh, because I could throw a fucking football. There's a, a hundred million guys that could throw a football just better than him. Yeah, he just happened to win the lottery, and we're just gonna work with it. <laughs> but society now we're so twisted. Now you see people on, online doing the uh, the what what is it the they they repeat shit now. It was like the. What, wait, hold on, I'm talking too fast. Let me slow it down. What is it called when they talk? They talk. They they get paid for it now. They start repeating shit. Now you're right, man. Hey, I tell you what. Like, there's a campaign, man, to devalue our work, man. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's the power structure that exists, man. We're talking about Freemasonry earlier, right? And you're talking about how did this opinion evolve, man, of, of Freemasonry? Who was in charge, man? Who who ruled the world? Uh, what year? I'm talking about like before, like modern Western society, man. Mm. Who governed? Monarchs, right? Churches, right? They were responsible for manipulating public opinion about. This philosophy, man, of, of empowering individuals and everyone being on the same level and worthy of respect, right? But that power structure, man, still exists in corporations, which is, that's who is manipulating public opinion now, man. We have people advocating for billionaires now, man. We're out here in Orange County, and we have people criticizing fast food workers man for their wages man for what what's minimum wage out here what are they getting paid now you know as if they're getting paid too much to do their job is what i'm saying right yeah, i don't know the, the I, I mean know, I, me- I remember when i was 1996 i was getting paid like five five seventy five at albert uh, yeah. mcdonald's 
Uh, now, well, we I mean, I'm hearing criticism for the $15 minimum wage, right? Like, no, that's as, I mean, as if that's like this is California, man. You know, it's, it's still it, you we, can't still you can't afford a, a, to yeah, live on your own. And people were, you know, like I said, man, criticizing, man, I, you know, like, like it's a bad thing, you know, like, like we have been the majority, man, of of, of people. It, it seems, man, are not sympathetic at all, man, to what mm-hmm. life is really like out here man and what kind of jobs are really available out here right these are the jobs man warehouse jobs mm-hmm. I'm listening. yeah yeah I'm trying man. to find what it's called what are you looking for again uh there's is it no it's not npr there's a term it's like people will give the person money and they start repeating ice cream ice cream Ice cream. Ice cream in the hole. Ice cream in the hole. Ice cream in the hole. Raider Saint. Raider Saint. Raider Saint. Raider Saint podcast. There's a word for it. I don't yeah. know what it's called. I know the other one. A- ASMR. ASMR. I think that's called it. No. It's called the one where they they don't they don't say nothing. They just go. <sighs> yeah, man, we need that UPS money though, man. Hey, forty-five to stay alive. All right. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm forty-five to stay alive. Let's get let's get it, Ralphs, Staters, Albertsons. Man, we're, we're destroying our bodies out here, man. Yeah, I'm looking. Well, that's not it either. But yeah, man, with this. Go ahead, uh, yeah, go ahead. Keep talking. I got yeah, it. Yeah, let's see where we're going to go, man. UPS, though, man. What's up? Oh. What's going on? Man, everybody's online, dude. Every, all the people want to push a no. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Give me real. I, I can't move on up this. Figure this out, people. Now, you know, working on his Amazon campaign. Yeah, talk about that. I I visited a lot of UPSs. I visited Mm -hmm. a lot of UPSs specifically. Like, yeah, we we did bring up the contract. That was a part of our our rap, you know, and I spoke to hundreds of part-timers, man. And I will say, man, that the quality of life, like, for these part-timers, man, like, I'm, I'm, like, it's tough. Mm-mm-mm. You know, like I understand that because a lot of them that I spoke to, man, they were going from one job to another. They didn't have time to time to speak with us, man. So I will say that, you know, and I'm twenty five dollars an hour. Yeah, man, that, you know, I can. I can see that, you know, I can support that. Um, but you guys, seven dollars and fifty cent raised up to ten dollars yeah for some people that's life-changing man that's a life-changing well, some people it's not enough that's a life-changing wage increase man and people where i'm at man hey we'll take that man that, that would change our lives man honestly right there where we're at but like i said i wholeheartedly support the push for higher standards you know but mm-hmm. You know, it did. I, I do believe you guys got the best contract ever, too, though, you know. But mm-hmm. but who am I, man? You know, I never negotiated well, a contract. But 
that sounds sounds good to me, man. You guys got a lot, man. I'm still trying to look. I think it's called ASMR. There, there's one that they whisper. That's probably yeah. But it's called people who whisper online. I can't believe it's not popping up online for money. I think it's called AMS. I just hate it when I don't fucking whisper pseudo WhatsApp. I can't believe it's not even. Maybe they're not paying people to do it no more. Somebody's probably listening to this fucking screaming through their phone. It's called blah, 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 blah. What's it? Hold on. What's it called when you whisper online YouTube? ASMR. Is that what I've been saying? Yeah. That's what I've been saying. Why didn't it pop up? <laughs> ASMR to promote relaxation, help reduce stress, and foster meaningful correction. They whisper. <laughs> ASMR. I've been saying that, right? Oh. No, he fucking did it. I was saying ASBMR. I said ASMR. I don't know why uh. it didn't pop up. But there was another. They So, yeah, they do that for money. Yeah. So people pay bank for that. Ever seen Black Mirror? No. Oh, dude, it's a good one. I heard about it. Yeah, dude. The episode they, that I heard there. about, bro, I, you know. They're out there. They're <laughs> out there. So, yeah, it's literally, we're in Black Mirror. They're paying people to sit there. <laughs> Scratch this mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my kids. Oh, no, your family's going to watch. And people get paid for that, dude. And they get paid bank. Yeah. They got people doing OnlyFans. They don't have to do anything. But just put their feet, their, post their feet up. They put their feet in like mayonnaise or mustard or dog shit. And they, <laughs> they charge people uh, and they pay, you know, 15, 20 bucks a month. There's some weird shit out there. And that's where we're heading. Like people are satisfied. Like they're into weird shit. We're heading to... Uh, Society collapse, dude. We're gonna be like Blade Runner, dude. Think so? We're man. Be, I don't know. I'm yeah, more optimistic than that, man. I hope so. I hope I we have so. that yeah, spiritual yeah. waking where we fight against uh, Decepticons. You know what I mean? The the Matrix, and we get back to where <laughs> you know you've been. You've been. What's on going your on right with. now, man? Like people are working two, three jobs to survive. Right? That's the reality out here, man. Yeah. Suppressing weight. I'm from a logistics and warehouse, man. And there is a system, man, that whatever the intent was, man, is, is used to exploit workers and suppress wages. Yeah. And that's temp agencies. That's what goes on in the warehouse logistics, right? I've so you guys deal with a lot of temp agencies, guys. Yeah, yeah. You have people working through temp agencies 20 years. What? Yeah, I was at a warehouse trying to. And they're not union. Non-union, right? We got to take care of that. Yeah, man. But that's a battle. Damn. Yeah, it's. This is what I mean. Yeah, this is what's taking place out here. It's uh, and there's no one there to hold them accountable, right? This is how they pad their numbers, and they don't care. 
They don't care. They don't even pay them the same wage as, as the other warehouse workers. Someone that's just going and doing that for 20 years and not being able because they don't get a pension. They got to pay the, the the people who got them the job. Out here in Orange County. Paying them the yeah, cut. Yeah. I know people that own businesses like that, and they're killing it. Yeah. Killing it. What are we doing, man? Yeah, there's a lot of things out here that not fair. It's not. There's right. usually the company would be like, because I used, I delivered a lot of people that are they're hired through hiring agencies, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, hopefully like they they'll rehire me, you know, onto their company, but it doesn't benefit them to do that because then they have to yeah. be responsible for other things. Yeah, they disperse themselves, man, for responsibility. Safety, right? Working conditions. They hold all I that mean, to the hiring agency. Yeah, I mean, warehouses like mine's negative twenty-five degrees. They're buying them the lowest quality gear, gloves, right? They're, they're saving all all across the board. And then you gotta. What happens when you sweat, dog? Yeah, yeah. What happens when you sweat? Yeah, it happens. People are drenched. It's an issue. Then uh, you get, <laughs> like, don't you get like what is it called permafrost frostbite frostbite yeah, yeah we have people man we had a friend two months ago his finger got all swelled up and had another friend man all of his fingertips got all black you know they were monitoring it they weren't sure if they were going to cut it off fuck that Luckily, he dog. kept all his fingers but yeah that, that's that's a part of you know part of the one of the reasons why can you I switch volunteer. like areas like once you get so many years like, hey, in I frozen get out. yeah you can do that you can do that yeah that's a possibility but hey, an injury to one is injury to all though right mm-hmm. so regardless man we gotta gotta just improve these working conditions man yeah. but that's why like i said I, re- I reflect man on the on the importance of being a, a volunteer organizer and yeah what got you yeah because like let's, let's let's go down the thing you're a boxer. Got in jujitsu. No, nah, man, I was a fool before all that, man. I was yeah, we were up. a fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't try to <laughs> yeah, yeah. highlight. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, you're a fool. <laughs> you got it. You got into structure. You got into boxing. You got into jujitsu. You know, you got a Freemason. Now, you know, you're at Albertsons. You're a shop steward. Now you're working on organizing. Yeah. Yeah, man. So one of the first campaigns, I mean, I never met an organizer mm-hmm. before last year in mm-hmm. my 14, 15 years of being a teamster. I've never met an organizer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's been going on, mm-hmm. but, you know, like I said, the first contact that I had, you know, immediately, like I said, as a Freemason, man, this is what's embedded in us, you mm-hmm. know, to support our community and support worthy cause. And, and there's obviously, man, something that you gain. You're humbled, man. You're reconnecting yourself with society, man. Like you said, when you're stuck in just worrying about your family, man, you kind of disconnect after what's really going on out here, mm-hmm. right? Like you, it grounds you. But yeah, a lot of the things that I face, man, that I that I have to see, man, I, I feel bad out there, man. I got to do something. But one of the first campaigns, I've only been doing. I'm a rookie with everything. First of all, with being a steward, with doing everything. I'm not. I'm no one. You know, with this volunteering, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I take a lot of honor in being a volunteer organizer. Cause no compensation, man. I sacrifice. Yeah, I know. A lot of time. That's why I met you. Yeah, I sacrifice a lot of time, man. And people kind of don't understand it. You know, it's like, you know, people 
you know, say things like they can't do it because they put their family first and kind of like implying as if that's not what I'm doing. You know, I am putting my family first. But one of the first things that one of the first campaigns that I had the opportunity to to get involved with was actually in my community in San Bernardino. We got 700 acres that they've been sitting on for 20, 30, maybe longer years that they have rezoned for industrial development. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, I heard about that. And what we're trying to do is trying to work on the city, the two cities to agree on a community benefits agreement. We want to make sure that these jobs are going to benefit the community, which is not too much to ask for, right? We want direct hire. We don't want temp agencies. We don't want subcontracting, right? We don't want them to exploit this community because this community already got the worst pollution literally in the nation. Like these neighborhoods, you're seeing higher rates of respiratory illness, mm. right? So why mm -hmm, mm -hmm. would we allow them into our community? Why? If it's not going to pay good, if we're going to have to work two, three jobs, don't brag about bringing these jobs to our community. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, you know, so, yeah, so I had the, the opportunity mm -hmm. to see that Teamsters, man, we're stewards of the community, man. We're out here advocating for people and people that don't have too many friends, man, in politics that are really looking out for their best interests. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Teamsters are, man. And that being my first experience... I was like, yeah, this is, you know. I Being an like, organizer, you're not just part of the union, you're part of the community. You're part of the community, man. Oh. We're mobilizing the community, man. Because they have the resources, man. Like I said, the power structure now, man, in America, right? Like, yeah. they, 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 they leverage their resources. They have the organizational skills, man, to shape policies, right? To uh -huh. erode our shield, man, exploit vulnerabilities. And labor is... And it's the only thing, bro. What do you like, think about Newsom? Because I know a lot of big companies have moved. Yeah. A lot of people I know that are, that have influence, and uh, not just in technology, but you know, knowledge and philosophical views and personal views, have moved out of California because of what's going on. You go down downtown uh, Los Angeles, you know, you're gonna see a bunch of drug addicts and like Skid Row. I have my homeboy, uh, shout out to Billy. Uh, he's been on my show a couple times. Uh, he used to work at Chase, the, my old ride used to deliver to. Uh, but on his spare time, he would uh, go down there once a year and, and organize to help out the homeless. And I have to, actually, i got to reach out to him, see how he's doing. Mm. But he would always go down there and give out essentials, uh, toiletries and stuff to help out people down there. And you just see the news you see the news people are walking around like zombies and all that and we're having this big pandemic type crisis down there and you got companies that that are changing the world such as like tesla for example is moving out you know a lot of it is because of taxes and all that too but it's it is it getting worse what do you think is it getting worse is it are, are we just changing it going into the future of because uh i see it's getting worse you know what they want to bring what they're having downtown la now they're starting to bring it out to riverside and san bernardino because all those buildings there those people that work there they're not going to be able to afford a home 
Exactly. You know, we're full. We're, we're turning into that movie. Uh, uh, what's the one with the? What's his name, dude? Shit, dude. The guy from Jason Bourne. Not Ben Affleck. What's his friend? I gotta start taking fucking Alpha Brain, dude. <laughs> yeah, my memory is fucking plug bad. Out. Why are you holding an Alpha Brain bottle right out here? <laughs> I know I <laughs> should, plug dude. Uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, because it, it does help. I've taken it before. And yeah. It does help with my memory, like remembering things on the fly. But Matt Damon, I think it's called uh, Equi- Equilibrium, where they only had the cure. Uh, for whatever he got working at the industry was they they had a colony in space they had machines in that can cure people but you had to be those type of people living up there to have access to those machines yeah and uh, i don't know i've watched a lot of movies dude so i kind of see where we're heading but yeah all those build all those buildings are bit building we're going to be like that movie uh the one I the one I could say where we're heading, that's on point, is called. Have you seen that movie Wally? Yeah. <laughs> where yeah. everyone's all fat laying down, dude, and they do everything for them. Uh, that's where we're heading. Cause yeah, I order Amazon, dude. I can order shit. Why do you think shit. people? Why do you think there's so many homeless people? <sighs> that's a. Uh, it's it's a, it's a big mix. I've done a podcast on this one too. It's a big mix. Yeah. It's mental issues. It's 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 drugs coming across the border. Uh, it's it's a big mixture, and there's money getting pumped in. From what I've known, there's money getting pumped in to clean it up. But the people that are in charge are are fucking. I mean, how do you clean it, it up though? It's kind of how do you clean it up after they've already, <sighs> you know, these people have already went down that path. If man. it was me, and you you told me. I'd I'd why I roll them all up, dude. Get them a nice spot. You know, give them what they need, right? I'm not gonna yeah. let them go, Jones. Separate them, according to, you know, you don't want a meth head with a heroin addict. You you want to separate them, and and give them a second chance. And you're you're gonna have to have a full staff and everything, a full funding, and then, like you said, you gotta. Like what you've been through, you know, you, you got to rebuild yourself and you got to rebuild them. I had to rebuild myself. I could easily be those type of people down there, dude. They're lost. That's the simplest word you can say is they're lost. And our government, all they care about once you get up there is being sold out and t- taking cuts and everything because it's getting worse. Yeah, like but, I, I had a little brother, man, that was homeless for three years. Right. It sucks. And it's like I said, I have that insight, I guess, you know. And, yeah. And was there was there plenty of resources? Were there plenty of resources? I think at, at that point, it's difficult to, to pull the trigger yeah. and get the help that you need. Yeah. Right. It's kind of preventative care that, that, that you need. Right. Mm-hmm. And I actually looked this up earlier today, man. I was having a conversation with my wife, man, because. You know this 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 illness, man. These illnesses, like they've been plaguing my family for generations. Man. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know what I mean. And I'm like, my wife is having questions. And like I said, my my brother was homeless for a few years, and 
and um, he 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 did he was hooked to on those what are they call it the oxies the M thirties oh the Roxies <sighs> yeah I know you're talking that's about what they were called yeah, yeah and but even that's what I was addicted but to. even before that you know there was underlying like yeah it's a mixture issues be- before that you know so he my mom took him to Mexico for a year and he just came back this week actually. <laughs> Really? Today is like the first time I had a good conversation with him for like about an hour, you know. Really? Yeah. He went to the rehab and like TJ? Yeah. That's what my homie uh, went through. Yeah. How'd he do? He ended up passing away. Yeah. Came back, met some chick, and ended up he ended up, uh, he ended up having a heart attack in front of his house. I, I, he's been on my show, uh, one of my homies, dude, and we, we got a pass. And he uh, worked at the UPS store, and he uh, uh, just – had a heart attack, dude. He was 30, 35. Yeah. And th- it w- he ended up passing away, you know. Uh, but, yeah, we, it started with the Roxy's, and then it got into the fent- fentanyl. And, uh, you know, it, it's trying to get off something like that is the most hardest thing that I, I, one person can can endure. And I've, and I've been addicted to a lot of things, eating fast food, trying to lose weight. You know, dealing with heart failure, but the hardest thing I've ever had to do was fucking kick those fucking pills. Then when you I'm feel you. bad and you're having a bad day emotionally, right? Like when yeah, you it makes yeah. you just not care and no, and no. go back and no, you'll do whatever you know. it takes to get a fucking pill, make that feeling go away, dude. You can't sleep. All you do is think about it. What can I do? What can I do? And you're doing everything possible. Uh, to, to make that feeling go away and it's and it's not just two weeks of fucking physical withdrawals it's years of mental because now you got to retrain your brain your brain's got to reprogram itself to enjoy life because yeah. now you don't have the pills every day you had the pill life was good everything's good now yeah you're, you're at right. work and everything's fucking boring feel, you go you to work good, come you don't home, have energy you don't have kind of thrown out yeah yeah, yeah i've I, that's what I was going through. Yeah. You know, when I went through, but it wasn't yeah. as severe as what. It I takes said. a long time. Once you want, you know, it's once you're an addict, they call it an addict, but once you, you it's just, it, it, everyone's like that. It, it could be coffee. You could be addicted to coffee, soda, you know, but addicted to those pills. I mean, meth is tough. I heard meth is like the worst. And I know a lot of people still addicted it to today. And it's it's bad. Uh, I mean, look at the conditions, though, man. That, that kids are being brought up now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like I, I have said, to have the conversation with my kids. We're talking about, like I said, we're talking about parents working two, three jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Not there for their children, not there to care for them, not there for their early intervention when they start seeing signs or symptoms of some type of disorder, right? Yeah. Maybe not even having benefits to get them to help, the help that they need. Right. Well, this is the, the thing that me and my lady, we always, I, we always argue about is that I want, you know, I want more. Right. I would like to have more so I can leave my family. Right. By a vacation home, like the older cats. Right. The older cats that are drivers that are in the 50s or 60s, retired. They got multiple. Uh, they got multiple homes, rentals, vacation homes, boats. They live in a time where houses cost fifty to hundred grand. 
now houses are, are cost a million dollars and you know it, it it a lot of them like my parents my dad worked and my mom stayed at home and so my me and my lady we both worked in the beginning when we first had our first kid and we were doing good but it was such a rat race where it drained her you know we had to take her her dad got sick and a lot of things happened but at the end it helped me to say okay at least she's raising the kids and i'm not going to work that they call it the traditional yeah you know and i struggle with that all the time i'm like man i would like to she could get a job at home and she could make 20 bucks an hour work on the computer you know all this and that and then do this to make more more income but the main thing is to be able to have somebody raise your kids because back in the days, right, when you went, the, the man went hunting, the woman stood back at the cave, and she she learned how to make baskets, pick berries, play with the kids. You know, you hear those stories, you read those books. And now the modern days, the lady works, the man works, 12 hours, 12 hours, and then somebody else is raising your kids. I'm watching Succession right now on, on HBO, and, like, these guys are filthy rich, and, like, no one, some no, actually, I don't think any of them have kids, but uh, like one guy does. But they're always working, they're always working and worried about making money, taking over the world. When it, it's not about that, you know, when you have kids, you want them to be better than you. You want them, and that doesn't mean like physically, spiritually, just you know, as far as contributing to society and what I'm getting at, I am losing trend of my trend of thought, but what I'm getting at is, you know, with what I, what I go through every day with being my lady, like it is, I would like to, you know, us to make money and, and, and do di different things, but it's also a blessing to see that she has a relationship with my kids, you know, way closer than me. Like they have a group text, Papa Dad isn't involved, you know, because I'm I'm the big bad bear. But I think there has to be some type of, you know, I've been there. I've seen life, and I need to be this type of person. You know what I mean? So it's it's a balance. I don't know. I'm raggling on. What do you? I feel you, man. I feel you. But, yeah, there's this cycle, man, that's, that's initiated, man, the way that society is now, man, like you said. man. You're not, yeah, do you want somebody has, else raising your kids? It has an effect, you know. Like, my son made a comment the other day, you know. My wife told me, you know, that how I, I worked a lot, you know, and, I have, mm. and how he doesn't want to be like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that's true. Like, mm. we sacrifice a lot, and without a doubt, your children will be raised better, you know, under mm -hmm. different conditions. Like you said, of of us not being in a rat race and everything else that comes along with that, mm. right? The emotional toll that it takes on us and the mistakes that we make, man. And mm. that's what I'm getting to with this homelessness, man. I don't think there's, I think it's something that we have to do beforehand. I think like what conditions are, are creating this, right? Like, I tell you like my, my little brother, he's out there in Arizona and mm. And for like two or three years, this guy was working too for nothing but tap agencies. You know, he would have his, he would feel it like, oh man, I love this job. Like, I think I'm gonna get hired. I'm thinking I'm gonna get hired. Mm -hmm. Then they don't. Yep, they're just playing the system. Never able to get his health care right. Never to get the help that he needed. 
when he had these symptoms. You know, this is a broken system, man, all the way around. Not only that, but... They cut you out. You know, it's... Don't know if that would have... You know, it definitely... It, it could have, man. Who knows? You know, but like I said, after the fact... Yeah, it's fact that you beat it. You beat everything you've been through. But then you still got to go through all this bullshit, too. Yeah. There's no reward. Like, you still got to to fight. Yeah, I get it, dude. That yeah. sucks, dude. Society, man. Like I said, like... This system, these systems that exist, man, that people are just like. And those are the people like your brother that have more to give to this world than the people that sit there looking down on us with their noses stuck in the air. They don't realize. They don't realize. They're not disconnected. They're the ones going, there's too many, too many people in this world. We got to depopulize. Get a better job. Yeah. Get a degree. Do this, do that. You know, Um, I've heard that at a lot of strike lines. You know, uh, not a lot of compassion out there, but you know, somebody we gotta fight, man. That's and that's why I love the union, man. Cause yeah, yeah. So you got involved in the union, right? Yeah. How yeah. long you been a shop steward for? Three years. Okay, okay. Three years. I'm nothing. But man. you I'm a baby. you have that connection now. Yeah, I'm okay, being brought so. up through the system, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Of the vol- like I said, I love the volunteer organizing. I love organizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I made you want to get in to do to do that? What? And I'm I'm concerned about your pension, man. Who's how, <laughs> you know what I mean? How are we gonna afford <laughs> pay for your thir- thirteen dollar an hour if there's no more people being hired, man? You know, like yeah, because you reached out to me <laughs> on Instagram, and I was like, who who's this guy Silver? You know, but I'm I'm one to never you know back down. I'm like okay, you know, I saw pictures. Oh, he's from Albertson. Okay, and and people from. You know where where I'm from, like oh, you know you gotta be careful, and you know no. I says dog, you know, uh, I'm, I don't I don't live that type of life. You know what I mean? Like it's all love. Like we have elections and we we argue, and then afterwards we gotta go. I've had arguments with my sister. She lived across the street from me. We got a big argument. We didn't talk for for like two years, and she has four kids and I got three, and our kid didn't play with each other. Am I proud of it? Fuck no. It was bad. It fucking, it, I was sad. It was bad. My brother passed away. We reconciled, and now we have a great relationship. So when I see this shit, I'm like, dog, what the fuck? This is, this is lame. So I went, and I got a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of shit. And I didn't give a fuck I think because, you, you know it. what? I had a great time. I'll tell you what, man. Like, shop, shop talk is small. That's yeah. nothing, man. This is bigger. You got to recognize it's really a, the movement, you know, and you got to step out of that mm-hmm, and get mm-hmm, out there, mm-hmm, man, mm-hmm. And, and see what's really going on, right? Yeah. Because there's something wrong out here with the current state of affairs, man. There's there's mm-hmm, a power mm-hmm. imbalance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, and people are, like you said, are detached, man, from the real impact mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that these decisions, man, are, are have on people's lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's what inspires me man to try to rectify try to harmonize man just try to protect. dude it was bad the first time i went it was dope dude it was a big picture of all of us i still yeah. have it I, it's actually on my instagram page yeah and all i get was, oh you know they everybody they were gonna eat this and i'm like dude everyone was cool with me they they lit i didn't know so many people listen to the show and everyone was like you know but everyone was cool and i was like dude like I got a responsibility now on the show to make sure that I, I, I do what's right and I tell the truth, mm-hmm. you know, and that's 
one thing that I that I that I strive for is make sure like we were on the phone before with a friend and making sure we have the right I don't even think we're gonna touch that. We're close to two hours on the show. Yeah. But we, we wanna make sure that we do the right thing. You know, give the right information and that, and that's what I, I, I strive for on this show is to be truthful and, and I'm open about myself. And I want that for everybody else. Every, every look when you look at everybody else and what, what they're trying to aim for and what they're trying to do, it, it becomes easier once you really get to the level you're at. Yeah, what is our right? intention, man? What is our intention? Help move this thing along. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right? Effectively, man. Right? Efficiently. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, this is brotherly love, man. It's Teamsters. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, like in Freemasonry, we can learn a thing from that. Right? Treat mm-hmm. everybody with respect, regardless of your beliefs. How do you get involved in Masonry? How do what I, if I want to be like a Masoner? Ask one to be one. That's it. That's all. That's all there is. Is there one even closer, dog? Or yeah, closer? yeah. I just, How do I, I just do met you guys guy. all connected? Yeah, yeah. I just, like I tell you, I went to a lecture last last uh, Monday, right? And I met a guy out here from Irvine, Valley Lodge. Yeah. Out here. He's a. You have secret handshakes and all that. We got A, man. Come on, man. <laughs> no, hey, where, where did that. Hey, I was, I was How often do you go to meetings? Me, uh, now, I went to one last Monday. Okay. I went to a lecture out there in Pasadena. I know you sent me Lodge. that. I saw that. Yeah. This Masonic Lodge, oh, man, it's like stepping into another time. Really? Right? Like, it's too expensive ever to build anything like that now. Like, I really doubt anybody would ever will even attempt that because. Are, are they still going strong or has it gotten? No, no, no. Is it a dying. Uh, believe a dying art what would you call it what would i say is happening yeah what's going on in freemasonry so let me tell you uh what i see out here in california you know i guess it's uh probably similar to what to what has been going on with the, with the actual like the, like the unions the teamsters you know you we kind of uh have lost that how do you say uh the the intention you know the purpose right you got to maintain that you got to you got to be mindful of that you know what you came for and you can't allow any motive to make you swerve from what you that duty to yourself right like Mm -hmm. and violate the vows that you have taken and a lot of people are discouraged by by what they experience in in a masonic lodge you know, maybe they didn't, they thought it would be different. You know, maybe the personalities. Lately, I have a lot of friends, the politics, you know, they've had an issue with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what's, that's what's taking place. So, yeah, we got a lot of lodges out here that are consolidating. Um, the lodge that I belong to, now they're doing great. And they have the whole experience. Like, you want to make a good impression on. How many members? Um, in my lodge, uh, you know, I haven't. I haven't. I can't remember. A few hundred. Okay. Okay. Yeah, a few hundred. A few hundred. Maybe. Yeah, you got you got some out here that are doing really well though. But as far as active members, it's like a. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a union, you know. Not everybody. Yeah, active. you don't hear about them on the news, like oh, the, the Masons, the local, like like what is it called? The lodge. Lodge temple. The temple. Yeah, temple. We changed it, I think, to a lodge when. 
you know actually we had masonic temple written on the front of my of my lot to, uh, but like in the time like they're kind of getting a lot of pushback they're surrounded by churches so they cover that up and they put masonic lodge you know like mm-hmm. just to make everybody feel a little bit better you know because you know a lot of people weren't, weren't tolerant of freemasons right mm-hmm. um, different times man different history, times yeah yeah, yeah. But like I said, a lot of people were threatened, man. By can I look it up online to find one close to me? Yeah, you want to visit? You want to visit? No, a I've lot. seen. Yeah, I've seen. You want to fill fill it out and make sure, like, hey, this is, you know, make sure that it feels good, you know? Because um, they can they be like some places be weird or have different ideas. You might just vibe with somebody really okay. good, you know. You just might make a deeper connection with. Mm-hmm. Um, like in our union, right? Not everyone, you know, recognizes, not I'm talking about our union, just in the union in general, right? Mm-hmm. The importance of making a deep connection. And that's something that I learned from volunteering organizing, right? Mm-hmm. Actually making a deep connection, not these shallow connections, but actually trying to get through these layers and, you know, build something, you know, yeah. meaningful. Um, and yeah in, in a masonic lodge you you want that you want to you want you want that you know you want to feel like embraced by everyone there right you want to feel like um there's a different vibe at different places you know um you, you don't want to be discouraged actually like i said that that does discourage people but if if you think that you can persevere through all that man you know it doesn't matter what lodge you can if you have a true intention right like if you want to become a better man better person, if you're yeah. looking for structure you're looking for discipline it doesn't matter but that's that's what i noticed you know uh, with a lot of people that they're like it's like your intuition man brings you in there and, and it's not clarified yet you know of what's drawing you there you know like your mm-hmm. soul like there's a lot of contemplation and and a lot, of, a lot of things you got to go through, man, to recognize just really what you're trying to gain from it. Yeah. You know, some people, they come with the wrong intentions. Some people just want to make connections. Some people, you know, like like I said, they're, you know, a lot of different reasons, man. We just, we just leave it at that, you know. But the people that stick around, you know, the people that you're going to find inside of that lodge, especially out here in California, there's a lot of good lodges out here. The one that I visited that I invited you to go with me, the one, uh, yeah, Pasadena, yeah, South Pasadena yeah. Masonic Lodge. Like you got to check it out with me next month if you have the opportunity. I know you, you might be working, actually, but that's something to experience, man. I feel like lectures in this beautiful Masonic temple. Uh, they were going in on, uh, I can't even pronounce the name, but the feathered serpent from well, the Aztec mythology. It's like a church, but it's not a church. Um, I, was, I grew up in the church. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? So... Uh, I don't. You're gonna see people from different religions there. Exactly. Though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's there's it's definitely like I said. I we, would like to go to one. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's more about the meat and potatoes, man, of what of, of what you fight, what you find in in all true religions, right? Like you can read scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. But when you get into Freemasonry, you're planting your feet firmly. You're taking, like, you're planting your feet firmly on that path of evolution. Like, you're really going to take ownership of this and really start to, you know, develop that discipline and and bind yourself, man. Align yourself with that divine will, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, um, that's the intention. Yeah. And dedicate and devote your life, man, to, to serve, right, to impact society.
Do you know it's what year uh, it Freemason started? What was it like? Seventeen, seventeen? I thought it was like eighteen sixty three. I'm probably we're probably I'm, I'm probably way off. Yeah, I think it's like. I think I. Uh, I have it on my notes. Yeah, let me see. Well, let's see. I'll but I, I think it was like eighteen something where the church finally tried to start banning it. Seventeen, really seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we're a threat. Yeah, we're a threat. Yeah, we were we were definitely. You know what's funny? I didn't even know masonry. That's what it was about because I've been saying that a lot on this podcast. About I have a lot of friends and how I was raised, and everything. And to hear that that's what masonry is about, like that's pretty dope. Yeah, man. Maybe something I want to check out. I think I'm I going to check it out. I mean, in this country, right, was kind of built on these principles that aligned with Freemasonry. Yeah. The idea of a self-governing nation free from monarchs and church authority, of course, they're not going to like it. Yeah. Right? And Is government you could, you could considered monarch? Government, I, I would say if a, a part of the government gets too powerful, right? But now I look at it like the corporations, they kind of fill that void. That's why I'm looking at it as that's yeah, the people. Yeah, that's because our lack of <laughs> organizing and mobilizing and, and shaping policies in our community, they, they fill that void. And we live in those times right now. Yeah. We, we're, 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 we're like, awakening. Like that power structure is there and we got to do something, you know, and that's. Yeah. I got mad, dude. I, I'm not going to lie, dude. I got I got really pissed off. When, you know, I, th I think we talked about this earlier in the podcast or even before it. If I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I've been at the company for almost 26 years now. And we were never, as far as our pay or pension, medical, we got the best of the best. Okay? I'll give you an example. I had a heart failure in December. I don't know if you listen to my show. Yeah. I had a far heart failure. Could have been for COVID, but it could have been from the COVID shot. Could have been from my lifestyle. I'm not going to sit here and, and try to figure it out because people go, oh, it's the COVID, COVID shot. And listen to my show. You know, I don't know. Okay. My heart was only pumping at 10%. I, I was on my deathbed. I worked my way back to where I'm at today. And it's been nine months. My bill. My medical insurance was so top tier. We're talking about a hundred thousand dollar area that I paid zero for. Only thing I paid for was when I go see my cardiologist, who's one of the best in the country, uh, ten dollars. Okay, but when I stood in that hospital, I got the best treatment e ever at St. Jude. I've never been in the hospital. I've never stayed overnight. I've always emergency if I, you know, dehydrated or doing something stupid but people don't look at that when it comes to this contract that we're having yeah. they're not i finally got to see firsthand experience and i got my kids right we got eye doctors dentists everything we got the best doctors all my t kids got straight teeth uh healthy as oxes but we go and we use that there's people that work at ups that don't even go see their doctors they don't take advantage of the benefits we have and when it comes to our pay you know we've always been good pay but one thing that's pissed me off is that 
the media has posted all our cheese man. Mm-hmm. Well, not, I guess not cheese man, but all our personal <laughs> stuff. Cheese man. You know what I mean? It's like I always want, it, but I get it because there's people out there going, "Oh, we're getting 21. We need 25. We need more to pension." And so the Teamsters, because there's a Teamsters app, right? Do you follow it? Yeah, you follow it on IG, yeah, right? Yeah. They have it also on Twitter too, mm-hmm. and other apps. And so they they're posting, and I'm reading this stuff. I'm like, then I'm seeing the reading the reviews, and people are like. I can't believe to deliver packages. Really? Hey, you guys, as much as I want to comment, I can't. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to be a keyboard warrior. You're going to go out there. I don't like, I go get mad. I hear it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I I go through. You guys have a rate too. Yeah. Yeah. I go through during peak season. I'm in my prime. Okay. Because I've always had different routes. But in my prime, I'm I'm still in my prime. But you you guys don't want to mean. This go back 10 years. I've been yeah. driving for 20. Okay. I would go through and I'm not killing them. I buy them lunch, water. You want to take a break? Don't worry. I'll take it over. I just want somebody to show up every day. I would go through five helpers a day and or a week. And this, these kids were younger than me. They're 19, 18, not used to this type of work. And I go, all you got to do is I'm going to give drive to the house, give you the package and go. If it was over some, you know, 50 pounds, dog food or something, hey, I got this one. Yeah. But I'm giving them envelopes. I'm giving them small packages, pulling up right to the house, right here, right here, right here. And we would do what, 150 stops. Next day, they wouldn't show up. Hey, my hopper didn't show up. <laughs> so when I see those comments, people, oh, to, you're getting this much to do. to do, I can do it. Okay, come, come be my helper. Everybody that's listening to this fucking show, you're not a UPS driver and you're going to complain about how much money we're getting. I challenge you right now on this show because I just got a full resi route. I switched routes. I've switched routes all the time. That's what happens when you got seniority and you work 26 years with <laughs> UPS. You want to be my helper? You think that we don't deserve the pay we get? Come become my helper and I won't be disrespectful. Show up every day. I'll pull up to the house. Here's a package. You get in, get out of the car, go to the house, come back to the car, and we'll do that. And if you successfully do not miss a day through the whole peak, I will give you a $1,000 bonus. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Because I'm tired of reading these fucking comments. They don't deserve that. Fuck you. Come into my package car, and I'm not going to run you to the ground. <laughs> I'm a, I just want you to show up because that's what I've experienced for the past 20 years yeah. of being a driver. And the ones that did show up every day, I got like four of those those homies. And one of them owns a fucking car wash business now. One of them is like a, a scholar. Uh I don't even know where the other one's at, but there's all, that's two, all right? Yeah, that's yeah, two. Yeah. But I follow them on Instagram. They follow me, and they, they see what's going on. But there are some hustlers out there that did show up, and those guys have m- gone on to be successful. But if you do the ratio, there's more fools that fucking quit and become bonds and the ones that actually get through it. And I take care of my, my helpers, dude. I buy them lunch. You know what I mean? Fucking don't worry. This one's heavy. I got it. Take a break. Let me load up this package for this delivery for this you know uh, complex whatever i made sure because i just wanted them to show up 
And if people are criticizing you guys for your pay, man, they're, they have man been brainwashed. <laughs> like, first of all, you know what I mean? Because you live out here in Orange County, too, yeah. man. You know, that's a livable wage. That's a good wage. And everyone else out here is getting, man, they're not, they're not, they're not getting what they're worth, man. Yeah. You know, if it's. You've been following the contract. What do you think, dude? I think, like I said, I, I commend all, all the, all, you know, all the activists out there. And like I said, I see the beauty in it. I see, I see the beauty in what's going on, the activism, you know, people mobilizing online, you know, but. Like I, I take bits and pieces, right? Yeah. Like from both sides. That's like I said, I like I, I've been there and I spoke to hundreds of part timers and I've seen their quality of life. And you guys have a sixty percent part time ratio, mm -hmm. and that's something that's crazy to me. From Albertsons, we have twenty five percent. But I trust our leadership. I tell you that right now. Sean O'Brien's a dude has loyalty tattooed on him, mm -hmm. right? Like this dude is not gonna betray the Teamsters. That dude's a soldier. I seen all of it. I met all of his. His buddies out mm. there from Boston too, man. They're all with it. They're all for I this movement. I think he killed it. We Bro, went for like, 16 to you can't. He would never sell out. Bottom line. You met O'Brien? Yeah, yeah. How many times? A few times. A few really? times. Yeah, yeah. He I, knows you, dog? Nah, I don't know about that. He might recognize me because nah, my know you now. with my glasses, I look <laughs> like him, you know. But nah, he's a soldier, man. This guy. I like who he is, man. You see how good he looks too, man. Like he's, he's, he's in shape, <laughs> bro. He's in shape. Like that yeah, says a lot like about his character, you know. Um, and like I said, I would never blindly just align myself, man, with any political party, man. Like hey, it's all about. Remember we got that. into that one senator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like this dude is is uh you know, like I'm living the dream. I'm living the teamster dream, man, and and. You know, I'm surrounded by people that inspire me, even mm -hmm. our local, man. Mm -hmm. Big Bad 952, man. You're going to see. We're going to tear it up. We're going to organize, man. We're going to kill it. I yeah, hear Eric Jimenez, man. I, You know, honestly, I love Eric Jimenez, a true leader. You know, he's he's definitely mobilized a lot of us and inspired us and and gave us every opportunity to, to learn. i tell you that right now, man. Like I said, what what got me involved with organizing in the first place, man, was him helping me get that introduction, taking me to a joint council of 42, right, like, meeting. How did they find you? Like, how, how you know what I mean? Like, how did it, you know, like, you, they, they found, like, you're working, and then, like. As who found me? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're walking through, someone's walking through, like, oh, this is silver, you know what I mean? He's. You know, and they, they. Um, you know, they see my passion. I apparently that's what I've been told by, by um, my heart's in the right place, and I think, you know, people see that, man, right? You talk I, to a lot of people at work, and so work got you know. I I, I want to know like how, you know, because like yeah, you you you're a shop steward, you got your position, and you're doing things, you know. Um, but. I want to, like, how, you know, like, like, like you're a diamond in the rough. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to give you a compliment. You're, you're a diamond in the rough. And now where you're at, you're, you're going to make some big moves. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know about that, but I'm going to organize. I'm going to be a volunteer <laughs> organizer. You know, I take a lot of honor in that. You know, honestly, I don't care about anything else, bro. I'm living the dream right now. Mm -hmm. telling you, man. Mm -hmm. You know, having the flexibility, working doing my other things i don't know what kind of lifestyle that comes along you know like 
I like how everything is right now, man. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, I just you know, I'm I'm just living the dream, man. Can I tell you that? Like I love where this life is taking me. I love the places that I end up at. Look where I'm at right now with you, man. Yeah. Having a drink with you, right? Like out here, beautiful Orange County, Southern California. Look where life is taking me, man. Mm. This this has been a volatile week for me, man. A lot of crazy things have been, you know, a lot of different events, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, uh, you know. But like I said, uh, tomorrow I'll be out there in Burbank with, you know, people from 630. And I got a lot of friends now, man. I got a lot of friends in the team yeah, series, you, got a you lot, know. You got a lot. I got, you know, my, my, let me give a shout out to everybody, you know, obviously 952, you know, Eric. Danny Herbert, James Lopez, Miguel, Sabas, Sabas, John, you know, George, everybody, man, that just shows me a lot of love, man. Uh, you, right, got a lot of friends. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, it was it was awesome. You reached out to me and, dude, when are we going to do the pizza thing again? Yeah, I know. I'm lagging it, man. I told you I took a step back this summer, but I'm I know, coming. It's been, it's been a tough summer. <laughs> but, kids and shit, you know, yeah. I was talking to my friends today, and we're going to make a decision on a place by Friday. And then we're going to set a date probably on the weekend, you know. But, yeah, like I said, all the man, all my friends out here that I'm, you know, we see the, each other at, at everything. You know, I've been hanging around with Local 63. I feel like I'm an honorary member now. What's up with Juan? My boy Juan? Yeah, yeah he, he, been, he hit dog. me up this morning, man. <laughs> I tried, I've had him on the show, but now I see him when he's, like, working out on IG, getting big. You, you had him on a show? Yeah, no, no, I've been asking oh, him. Okay, he was okay. Like, oh, okay, okay. You see him? I'll be get back to you. Oh, I love but Juan, man. But I see man. him. He's pumping weights. He's getting all you big see that? and shit. Yeah, he's I'm starting like, to get to a monster. Oh, yeah, he's getting trying to. I get it, dog. <laughs> hey. What's up, Juan? Shout out to you. Hey, hey dog. Boy. I love him, dog. Me too, man. I remember That's when what I'm I, saying. We went to Medieval Times and, <laughs> and we were out there and they were, we went to the meeting and we we're protesting and then we went to the back and they had the meeting and I was getting ready to leave and I go, Juan, I go, hey, what are you going to do, dude? I go, I'm, I'm going to. He goes, what do you mean? I go, well, you know, like, you know, I'm going to take a. He goes, no, I'm not leaving it to the, the contract's finished. <laughs> and, uh, dude, uh, I walked, I went home. I, I brought back pizzas for everybody yeah. and everything. But I was like, when he told me that, I go, this motherfucker's a bad motherfucker. Dude, dog. Man. Like I'm he goes, what do you mean? He goes, we're staying until, the, until we get a, something on the table. For real. I said, yeah. damn, dude, this motherfucker's hard. That's what I'm saying, man. We meet so many cool people out here, man. How'd you meet right? one? Juan, how did I meet Juan? I met him at uh, training or for you know organizing training at Local 63, and that's hey, where he. Dude, he's badass. That's where, I love that dude, man. And Local 63, man. Uh, like I said, I feel like I'm an honorary member over there too, man. Like yeah. they, you know, I got a, I get a lot of love, man. You know, getting trained out there with Scotty, Brian, Augie, man. I don't want to miss any names. Obviously, uh, Stephen Robinson, Local 1932, Martha Romero, man. She took me under her wing, Mario. You know, Randy Corgan's cool. Sean Martinez, organizing uh, man. My homies from 495 Emerson, Albert. Sub people from 396. Your homeboy Terry, right? Terry Diggs, yeah. Viviana. Viviana, you You're know, be there all of them out there. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. like we got so many friends out here. You know, and and like I said, this shop talk is nothing. This is like, you know, once you get to see the bigger picture, what it's really about, like. Man, we just gotta. Yeah, you're doing your thing. We gotta man. just be effective and efficient, maintain yeah, you pull harmony, people, dog. man. You pull and, some people too. And it's it's bigger than this, man. I you love I love my life, man. I love my life. I'm living a dream. You know, I'll tell you that, man. I love you, it. From a nightmare to a dream. Man, I love it. 
love this life, bro. I'm making every day count, man. That's why I stay up all day. I don't care. Because there's a lot of sleepless nights. Don't get me wrong. My wife would vouch for me. You Imagine know, that, yeah. my wife would tell you, like, yeah, I'll be up. You know, I'll go to a city council meeting. Damn. You know, public comment, speak, go to work. You know, go to this, whatever. Go to the strike for the Amazon. Be at their local. Go right to work. Yeah, life is a grind, but, man, I love it. I love when I feel that way, you know, because I'm, man, I'm living my life to the fullest. I'm doing something good. I'm just a little speck in the crowd, man. But I'm gaining a lot of knowledge working with these people. And, you know, everyone is taking me under their wing and showing me a lot of love, man, giving me a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, I'm happy right now, man. Volunteer organizer, man. Take a lot of volunteer. Like I said, volunteer. Yeah. That's that's a take a lot of honor in that yeah volunteering is fucking hard you know, bro. yeah this is there's no compensation man this is take a lot of honor in that you know i think it makes a better impression when i tell people that yeah like what this means to me why am i here not with my family right now mm. why am i talking to you when i'm engaging these workers engaging, engaging these drivers you know like this is this means something to me it's good for you but yeah i love it man we're out here, Raider in the sink. You done? Oh, they said we're out of here. <laughs> I said no. we're out here, the Raider in the sink. Hold on, let know? me take a. We'll take a quick break, yeah. and then we'll come back and finish because we're right. at like two hours and thirty minutes. All right. And we are back, folks. Sorry, I had it. Celebrating my birthday month. That's all some people do. In call in the college days, dude. My my homies, if it's their birthday, like in July, it's. Every every day is their birthday, so they were, it's my birthday month. It's my <laughs> birthday month. Get all trashed. So yeah, yeah my birthday was August sixth, but August thirteenth, right here. Yeah, what'd you do for your birthday? You know what, man? I hung out with the love of my life. You know, we went out. You know, we went out to had a weekend together. Where'd Got you guys go? Palm Springs. Damn. Yeah, I just eat. I ate. Went to the Italian restaurants. Man, I ate so much out there. We hung out, got away from the kids. I love Thai food. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, it was great, man. I'll tell you that. We don't do that at all. So. You didn't take the kids? No, no. Damn. Yeah, yeah, we, we, had a, yeah. we had to block them. You know, no, I just quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, every time we might let, we went out to uh, went to go see Chris D'Elia. I don't know if he is. He's a comedian. Uh, he's a podcaster and all that. So we went uh, on August 8th at the Bray Improv. And we went, we had front row, I, p- I paid for the tickets. We, it was actually a really good night. You know, it was funny, but it was just me and my lady. Because we take our kids everywhere. We go, you know, wherever we go, the kids are going. So we came home, and we came home, I think we got home like at 10. We left at 6 and came home at 10. And they, they wouldn't even talk to us because we left them. You know, they're so <laughs> used to us taking them out to sushi, din- uh. certain dinners, and you know, we go camping. We everyone goes together. The beach house where everyone's together. Yeah. And so it was like, so your kids are cool with it. Yeah. Oh, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't let them know until the very last minute. You know, <laughs> we gotta be slick. I got teenage girls. You know, we're not trying to give them any heads up. Yeah, yeah. To what we're up to, you know. But this year, we made me and my wife have really, you know, been going out a lot. You know, that's a problem right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love to go eat. Mm-hmm. Live to Take eat. Take a break, yeah. Yeah, you know, have dates every week, you know. So, yeah, man, it was a great time. It was really good. It was a really good time. Mm. I wish I would have got there a day earlier. They had that meteor shower out there, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, peaking that night. 
but maybe another time yeah 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 i'm definitely i'm a scar uh stargazer yeah you ever been to uh zion no do you gotta go yeah i want to go yeah. yeah every time bugging my wife yeah every you time. gotta go you camp a lot you do camping no no mm-mm. you gotta start getting a camping yeah. dog get yourself some gear yeah my my kids but they i think my isaac was like no abby was like three months old when we went camping but we always went camping grew up in levels as far as like buying new gear this and that so yeah my kids know how to camp they know how to start fires they uh. know how to the, do you know hike and they they know how to do it so that's one thing uh we we actually went to uh joshua tree back in i think april for the uh, spring break and we hiked a, a mountain called mount whitney i think it was a pretty tough uh it was like three hours to get up there and two and a half to get back uh it was uh, these kids they just they walk up like nothing your dad your old dad here just had heart failure three months ago. Wow. It was tough. I did it, wow. though. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. I literally got dizzy at the very top. But I, my wife's like, we could turn around. We could turn around. I go, no, I ain't turning. I go, if I die, I'll die on this mountain. But then at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to die on this mountain. <laughs> but my kids are looking at me. You know, yeah. I got to push through it. And Man. I did it. And we sat at the very top. I got pictures. I'll show you afterwards. And we're on the top of the mountain. I actually, I think I got the picture of, of me standing next to the sign. But, uh, you know, my kids always tell me now when I say, I'm not going to do the podcast anymore. I'm tired of it. Everybody fucking's <laughs> got comments to say. And my kids always tell me, Dad, didn't you tell me once you start something, you can't f- you can't give up. You got to finish it. You know, so they always repeat things that I tell them. Yeah. You know, my kids want to give up or I don't want to do it. I go, no, wow. you, you signed up for it. You're going to finish it. That's what's up. Yeah. Made that impression on them, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's tough, man. But yeah, they wanna Three they wanna be part after. of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. It, was, it was fucking tough. You ever see anything out there? I've seen some right here. I'll show yeah. the video. Cause hey, right I've now in the, in the right news, here. all you all you see is UPS and UFOs in the news right now, man. So what do you, you you got a story? I got a video. I got a video I'll show you. I was sitting back here, like I told you earlier in the show. I like to sit back here in the evening, have a few beers, write on my notes. Uh, You know, I'll make calls. I'll, you know, send out messages to people, you know, if they're interested in coming to the show. And this is the airport right here. And I've seen everything. Because, for example, you can't have a drone in this area, a a really good drone. Because when you log everything in, it tells your location and everything. If it's close... My brother-in-law, who lived across the street, had one of the expensive uh, drones. He goes, I couldn't. He goes, it wouldn't work because I was so close to the airport. So it wasn't a drone because yeah. I know you can't have anything close to this airport. Uh, it wasn't a plane. It wasn't a helicopter. I see shit all the time. I've been there for a decade, right? My lady, you know, over two decades. It was a red cube and I sat there, and I was on the phone. And I looked at it. <laughs> go, what the fuck is that? And I see shit. I see satellites. I've seen the uh, the Starlink come across. You know, I, I've I haven't seen the IS. I think it's called the ISSS. Uh-huh. The ISI. It's yeah. the big old fucking word. The international International Space Station. Yeah. The ISI. But this red cube, though. 
Yeah, it was a red cube. I got it on my phone. It's on my favorites. It was a red cube. And I, I sat there and I looked at it and I go, oh, fuck, I better take a video. So I start taking a video and then I start calling my son, Isaac, Isaac. And the phone's moving and he comes out and he sees it. The camera, it doesn't, it's better with your eyes. The camera yeah. sucks. It went from red and it was sitting there just going like blurring. Yeah. And then it turned to a black cube and then it just disappeared. And we both sat here, and I'm calling everyone. And, they and I was like, dude, I've never seen that in my life. Because I sit here back here all the time. I see planes fly by. I see satellites. Seen everything. And I've seen, yeah, I've seen it all. So, yeah, I've seen some that stuff. Was a- but in Zion, Zion's like sitting, sitting. have you ever seen um, Guardians of the Galaxy? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they're sitting in the cockpit cockpit and you see all the stars in the windshield yeah that's how it looks when you're mount zion or zion national park it's all fuck it's just a galaxy of stars and you sit there and you feel like you're in a spaceship because the stars are so close and all you see is just fucking falling stars i think the first night i saw like fucking 50 dude it's just left and right left and right and then i have an app on my phone that would tell me which which uh, area I'm looking at, like the Milky Way. So then you would see a satellite, and it would tell you this is a satellite coming through. I'll show you my phone. Okay. We're done. Okay. But it's like I'll show the satellite, uh, the International Space Station, uh, the Starlink. Right. So that's how you're able to identify them, huh? Well, no, yeah. I didn't have that app at the time. <laughs> oh, okay, I had okay. it recently. Yeah. But I already know that like, that's a satellite. But yeah. when you see something go like this, to the left of the screen and then go right and then go bounce up. Then you're like, okay, that is not something I've seen. So yeah. have I seen that? Uh, the only one was a cube. Yeah. And I seen that a couple years ago. I seen I one. I got a story. Really? Yeah, I did. It was me, my two little brothers, and my cousin in front of my house. Mm-hmm. And me and my brother were facing the other two. And something just appeared it was big bright but it was so quick in a second like it was gone you know and my brother made it like he was, at your pad yeah my pad and my brother was like what was that i'm like i don't know i never seen like it just in it your was, backyard like it was just uh, and i was in the fr- in front of my yard you know yeah, just looking but like up, the yeah. size that it was like it got really close and it was massive and it was a light and it was big it was like someone's head in front of you you know what i mean like how close did it get to you guys yeah i don't know but but it was so quick like like it was like an orb like it was too quick to even like process so was it like in the sky it came like like it just appeared like how close like from here to the fence uh no 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 it was (laughs) oh like in the sky it was in the sky okay okay okay. yeah yeah but it just appeared because that's happened before yeah yeah and it was too quick to even process. So I don't know what it was, but I I can't imagine. I don't even can't even give you can't even speculate. But that was something random that happened, and my brother witnessed it too, and he told me like, "What was that?" Like, and the other two were like, "Missed it," you know. But but I've been to a place though, like Mount Zion. I was out there to, in Mount Shasta. You ever heard of Mount yeah, Shasta? Yeah, that's up north, right? And this Mount Shasta is like a that's where the Bigfoot video came from. Mm-hmm. You seen that video that? Mm-hmm. And it's a weird place. 
that this whole place is like I don't know it's a, it's a trip this little town like everybody there is you know I don't know like you've seen some real I don't know it's like a place like spiritual place man it just has this Mount vibe and the, and the people there like crystals hippies like you never seen before like Humboldt County like they live there you know and and it has this vibe and people know like it's borderline it's, Oregon right yeah or it's Washington. up there it's up there it's a few hours past San Francisco and and yeah the it's like hours deep into the forest right like there's no help out there man it's black like no lights like forest dense forest right like, yeah my shots was up there and we had a cabin out there i went out there with a few friends uh went up there for like this this group um took some friends with me and and yeah man we were partying out there chilling you know and, and man it's a bigfoot country man you know it was mm. a trip man something jumped out at us man we heard something fall from the trees man pitch black I left my homies outside. I ran inside. <laughs> <laughs> but the stars, like you were describing, the, though, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. I, I got to experience Yeah, we that. don't see, obviously, you can see in my backyard that this is for the summertime, but I sit back here and I don't see shit, dude. Yeah. I've gone, to, when I went to Zion, it was, they called me a stargazer. I go, this makes me realize that there's more than meets the eye. I'm quoting He Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out there, but it's like it, it. You you see how small you are when you see how many fucking stars that are out there and and the galaxies and and we're sitting here arguing and 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 saying no and and fighting over each other, man. Like when you look, when I look at the stars, I realize like we're just a small little speck of of what's out there. Yeah, it's like a deep awareness, right? Yeah, of, that's what and I And a have. gratitude for life, man. Right? And you got to maintain that all day. That's how I feel now a lot, though, man. I don't know what happened to me, but I'm lucky because I feel like that all the time now, man. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at everything now, man. You don't even have to see that I many s- stars, huh? <laughs> you don't see me once. I see the beauty, bro. I'm out there Yeah, we got to do a everywhere. trip, dog, and, and I want to show you. Let's go. To, let's go. Let's roll. See all the fucking stars, dude. Let's do and it. And you don't need no drug. You don't need nothing. You just see it and you go, Okay, I understand. Yeah. All right, cause yeah, we got we got the light pollution now. It's it's nothing, man. But I've been out there and I've seen so many stars fall. It just made me feel humble, made me feel not small in a negative way, but everything we argue about and we see and and debate and all that. Like when you see something like that, it just puts everything in perspective. It's like grounding, the, it's yeah. grounding. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's grounding. You know. For real, like yesterday, man, like I said, this past weekend, I didn't say it actually, but my father-in-law was in a hospital, you know, mm. septic shock or, Damn. you know, like, because I had another friend, man, you know, child passed away a few weeks ago, you know, hit, got hit by a car, man. Damn. But. but my condolences, man. Sorry. But. Shit. You know, yeah, man, we got to stay grounded. We got to appreciate life. Right, gotta yeah. make everyday count, man. I see. Yeah, the- I buried. Uh, shit, man. I got. I had. One, like my home, my homeboy. Uh, my cousin. Anthony, he passed away. He was a. Uh, 
I think he was like 20, 26. Then my homie has been on my show. Alex, he was 35. Uh, even before that, my cousin. He was on your show, got too? Got like, uh, Yeah, he was on my show. Alex was. I think I buried. I think since, wow. I, since I've been out on disability, there's been about five people that have been buried that, I, that I've known, you know, that, that are young. So it's crazy times you live in, dude. Yeah. We have to, uh, like you said, dude, we got we to gotta get involved, right? Got to get involved. We got to stay on top. Because uh, if not, man, it's just going to get worse. We touched a lot of issues today, dude. Yeah, man. You know, and this last thing that we're discussing, man, is important, man. You know, make every day count. Make every day count. Make every day count. Make shirts man. like that. Do the Radio State podcast in the back. Make every day count. There is, oh, man. Oh, shit. For real, though, you know. That's a good one. You got to feel like that, like you're staring at I the know. Star, Everyone man. wants me to make shirts. Make some shirts and make merch. And I just, I just been. I'm just enjoying the process, dude. It's not about money. It's not about fucking being somebody and getting out there. It's it's not, dude. It's uh, me. I enjoy having a conversation with people uh, and on the show and just being being legit and being real and just being able to express each other's views and and learn and and, and move on. Most people they want to start throwing merch and cups and this and that. Uh, the cup that I have that I, I push on that that my screenshot or whatever, what is it, like your ID, whatever. Yeah. That was a gift for one of my helpers that would listen to my podcast. We would both listen to it when I first started my helper. And he never missed a day. And he was there every day. And he, he or gift, I would give him a gift. He gave me a gift. And we still, like New Year's Eve, it was Christmas Eve we worked. Uh, and we exchanged gifts, but he never fucking missed a day. And he, that was a gift. He brought me because we would listen to my show. And I'm like, what do you think? How do I sound? Did I do this? And he, no, it was good. It was good. Yeah, you know. And so he brought me those. So I posted on my, my uh, when you see it on Facebook, uh, I think it's on Instagram too. The picture of the cup. Yeah, that's not me promoting myself. That's someone. That was my helper that listened to the show. But, like, yeah, put, put merch out there and stuff like that. If I get it, I'm just going to put it back into the show, right? You know, I want to – do I want to do, like, ca- multiple cameras and all that shit? I don't know, man. You know, a lot of people listen to the show, and I like it the way it is because most of my listeners are people that are working, right? They're not people that are sitting at home looking at their phone. And so, I, yeah, I do IG and I've done YouTube and try to do the video part. But I think most of my listeners are people that are working, that are on uh, on uh, road. They're working. They're going to listen to us. Uh, they're working in the warehouse. They got their ears plugged in. I don't want anybody fuck. What's the point of looking at us, dude? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I like the name, too, the Raider and the Saint, you know. Do you know how it came? Yeah, you had a friend, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah, listen. Yeah, All right, yeah, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, hey, uh, it's uh, I like it. It's like uh, the good and evil. A Freemasonry. We have the two pillars. Uh, we got strength and wisdom. 
Mm. You know, divine paradox right here, man. That's dope. Beauty. Yeah. I think you got something there. I like it. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, it, yeah, dude. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on the show, dude. Thank you, man. Hey, you know, it's hard it, for it's me. It's always the right timing, right? <laughs> it's always the right thing. I said, hey, dog, whenever it's ready. Yeah, but I think yeah. this is a great podcast. I'm glad you're here. I'm happy to, I'm happy to just hang out with you, man. Yeah, I'm happy you to know. hang out with you, dog. Yeah. You fucking, I was like, where's the pizza spot? I, once I go back to work, dog, yeah. I can't be taking time out to go eat pizza yeah, with you guys, yeah. dog. You know, you know what, what I mean? Hey, it's funny. Juan hit me up this morning. I talked to my boy Ricky today. Yeah, Rick. You know, it's some bomb ass pizzas, yeah, though. Hey, I want to do something with 396. You know, they were saying they wanted to do something, so damn, hopefully, we, we coordinate so. something out there that way. You know, maybe you can pull some strings, man, for us, and we can do something. Oh, you know? yeah, dude, yeah, don't and uh, and get, try do to make pizza. it, yeah, let's, let's hang out, let's get these unions together. Yeah, we right. gotta find a big Imagine ass pizza that. spot. Three nights six shows up. Yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, they show up heavy, dude. Yeah, right. no, it's you gotta, <laughs> you better do it in the field. <laughs> you uh, gotta have the world's biggest pizza. Shit. Yeah, hey. they show up hard, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't fuck around, dude. Oh man, it's gonna be a three yeah. nights six thing. We're gonna get. They <laughs> no, always do. Hey, they, they got they. Hey, hey, yeah. I lo- hey, honestly, I've been seeing these three nights six everywhere. Everywhere I go, everywhere I go, hey, man, I see them everywhere. They're. Uh, I talk about all the time to my show. My brother was, you know, was part three nine six, and I say it all the time. I wish I was three nine six. You know, I got I got homies that are part of three nine six. Uh, they they hold it down. They yeah. they represent fucking southern. I don't know about northern, uh, but southern California they represent. But they have more members too, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't have a lot in, in our Vic, local competitor there. Maneros. Seen him last week, actually, man. Yeah, he's killing it. I was over there at the. OC labor fed mm-hmm. uh, dinner, you know, gala. He's all over the place. Dude's dude. everywhere, bro. I don't you know, know how uh, you guys do it, dude. I don't know how people like that do it, dude. Like he's, he's, he's always fucking working, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Props to them, purpose, dude. Bro, he got, you know, he made, like I said, man, he, that purpose, man, they know that it needs to be done and it just got to be, it has to be done and we need some good people doing it. And we mm-hmm. do, we got a lot of people a lot of good people out here you know i love i gotta get him on a show i know he was busy during the contract i hit him up but uh yeah yeah i gotta get him on the show yeah, man i love everybody i meet man somebody i forgot to mention earlier from local 63 mauricio i can't forget my boy mauricio man mauricio yeah, shout man. out to mauricio, mauricio what's up you, know, boy? Gonna, you know that dude really made a deep impression on me man mm-hmm. you know pulled me out to the side man at this organizing uh hotel man at a hotel and he Man, he jammed me up so hard, man. You know, asked me what I was doing there. <laughs> Crazy, bro. Like mm-hmm. the way I, it was just, what you know, what, what was I fighting for, man? And, you know, just the way his words, man, just the way they hit me, man. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows. I told him a million times, bro. He changed me that day. That's dope. Yeah. We're out there, man, at this patio, man. He pulled me How many days were you guys there for? I was there for three days. Damn. Three days. Do you guys get free time? Uh, nah, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, if you really stay up all night, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the free time, I guess, man, but nah, it was an all-day event, dude, you know, it was an all-day event, we didn't why did really, they do, why come they do it in Vegas, it's because it's cheap, um, mm. what happened, because that's like, you know, that's a devil's yeah. playground for me, dude, like, <laughs> yeah, I'll go to an organizing meeting, dude, and I'll, that's I'll, kind I'll of do where that. their home base is at, oh, really, yeah, okay. yeah, and then the hotel, I always wondered, the hotel was Teamsters, you know, they got, 
rates, I believe. And um, it was a dead hotel, dude. It was like, what was it? Um, it wasn't on a strip or anything, dude. Nobody was there where we were at. It was, uh, you know, it was cool. Organizing is fucking tough, dude. Dude, it is. It is, but, you know, I have to do it, man. I feel like I was prepared for this, man. I feel like this is why I became a Mason. Why? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I feel yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, th- being able to navigate my way through human nature and harmonize myself, man, and, you know, persevere, man. This is what I was prepared for, mm-hmm. you know, so I got to do it, and that's all I want to do, man, is just volunteer, organize, help help this thing along, man. I'm nobody out here, though, man, but. I'm just a little speck you will, out you here. Will, you will alter the show, dog. You're good. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know, just but no, you're you're good, dude. You're you're doing the right thing, dog. Just a little helper, bro. Yeah. And I, I got a lot of honor in that, you know. Mm-hmm. Take a lot of. Yeah. Proud to be a teamster, man. You know, we're not. We don't shut up. We don't keep our heads down when something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. We ain't afraid, man. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm proud to be a teamster. That's for sure, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm proud of this contract. I think everything's good. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get into details yeah. as far as the uh, arguments, the but pension, I love it. all that. Yeah, I love it. I love the, you know, I love I love the uh, mobilization of members. Like I said, I see the beauty in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, um, what can I say about that? Like, okay, people are getting active, man. You know, mm-hmm. try to see the, try mm-hmm. to see the beauty. And I see my boy, Jose Negrete, getting mm-hmm. down. You know, <laughs> shout out to my boy Jose out there. You know, I feel like he was he got that thing cracking. You know, he got it. Uh, you know, that's that's can't can't uh, can't hit on these guys, man. You know. No, everyone has everyone deserves to have their their voice spoken. Yeah, man, you gotta ampl- You know, you amplify your voice and to the company. You know, to the company. Mm-hmm. You know, let the company know what you want mm-hmm. and stand on it. You know. I learned an important lesson from that, and we're going to start raising our voices, Albertsons, right now, two years away. Mm-hmm. They taught me something important, man. Mm-hmm. So, 45 to survive now. <laughs> Damn. 65 to survive. 65. 69 to stay alive. <laughs> uh, hey, no, shout out to all my freezer homies, all yeah. the grocery homies, you know, everybody out there, man. Tough job out there in the warehouse, and everyone man out here dedicating devoting their life man and being away from their families you know sacrificing <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shout mm-hmm. out to everybody out shout here. out to albertson's man hell yeah dude albertson's cvs man. you my guys boys from cvs handling it handling it yeah i talked to my boy henry from cvs on the way over here shout out to henry what's up bro doing his thing talk to my boy ricky on the way over here shout out to ricky what's up ricky (laughs) no fuck yeah dude i'm all about it yeah yeah no you you we're killing it right now dude this podcast well we're getting close to three hours i don't even know if anybody's gonna listen this far all right all right maybe they probably will no just (laughs) uh once again i want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in to the raider state podcast before i get out man silver one last time man i know you've been getting shout outs to everybody last word before we get out of her we're gonna end this with a quote by tupac okay all right because i know you've been through some things man and you persevered man you know and there's always things going on out here tupac 
there's going to be some stuff you're going to see that's going to make your heart a smile in the future. But through whatever you see, through all the rain and all the pain, you got to keep your sense of humor. You got to be able to smile through all the bullshit. Thus saying that, man, we can't end this podcast without playing this song, man. Shout out to everybody that's been through hard times in her life, man. This podcast is dedicated to you guys. All right? Fuck it. If I get flagged by the FDA, it's all good. Here we go. There's going to be some stuff you're going to see that's going to make it hard to smile in the future. But through whatever you see, through all the rain and the pain, you got to keep your sense of humor. you got to be able to smile through all this bullshit. Addicted to fatal attractions, pictures of actions, played back in the midst of mashes. No fairy tales for this young black male. Some see me stranded in this land of hell, jail, and crack sales. Hustle and hardly think of culture. Or the repercussions while busting on backstabbing vultures. Selling my soul for material wishes. Fast cars and bitches. Wishing I live my life a legend, immortalized the bitches. Watch that tears, say your sympathy. My childhood years was spent burying my peers in the cemetery. Here's a message to the newborns waiting to breathe. If you believe, then you can achieve. Just look at me against all odds. Don't like this hard for carry on. Living in the projects, broke with no lights on. To all the seas that follow me, protect your essence. Born with less, but you still precious. Just smell for me now. Your thoughts slowly upon phrases I write, and I can walk you through the days that are done. I often wish that I could save everyone, but I'm a dreamer. Have you ever seen a nigga who was strong in the game? Overlooking his tomorrows, and it finally came. Look back on childhood for a reason, I'm still feeling it. Turning circles in my ninth grade, dealing cocaine. Too many houses in my local life, survived the strain. And a man without a focus life could drive me insane. Stuck inside a ghetto fantasy, hoping to change. But when I focus on reality, we broken and chained. Had a dream of living wealthy and making it big. Over football, chose to cook raw and taking it dig. And after all, my mama's thanking God for blessing a child. All my mama got to do now is collecting and smile. 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 Straight shots, bullets be hot, they burn it, inhale the sherm smoke, visualize the flames, will I be smothered by my own pain, strange whispers, cowards conversate, so quick the distance, taking pictures for the feds and desperate hopes they get us, hit us all, give us plenty centuries, forgive my sins, since I ended many penitentiaries, the best revenge is fuck friends, we military minded soldiers, busting shots blindly, trying to find Jehovah to help us, some 
everybody say me. Lost the crazy, scared to drop a seed, hoping I ain't curse my babies. Maybe now niggas feel me now, pitching my pain. Embrace my words, make the world change. But still I smell, nigga. And now a moment of silence. Let us pray. And as you journey into outer space, may the angels help to lead the way. May the prayers that our families made shine upon your soul to keep you safe. And all the homies that have passed away, they there to greet you as you pass the gates. And as you head to the tunnel's light, I hope it leads to eternal life. We save a breath for the homie pop. Jealous coward motherfuckers I despise What it's time to 
Gymnastics, I summer saw bricks, black talent start flying. When a nigga flip, I cook crack in the microwave. Niggas can't fuck with me, man. My coldies call me chef boy, y'all 50. Check my logic. Smokers don't like seeds and they weed shit. Send me them seeds, I grow them what they need. Them make to your pet plants in the crib that's chronic. And I'm selling them for 500 a pop, goddammit. I sell anything, I'm a hustler, I know how to grind. Step on grapes, put it in water, and tell you it's wine. If you analyze me, what you will find is the DNA of a broken. What goes on in my mind is contagious, hypnotic, it sounds melodic. If rap was the block or spot, I'd be that potent product. Now get a load of me, flashy, far from low key. Close your eyes, listen, see my vision, Mossberg pumping, shotgun dumping, the drama means nothing, it's part of the game, catch me in the coupe, switching lanes, or in the jeweler, switching chains, I upgrade from 30 BS, to clean BS, rocks that I cop with proceeds from the spot, I got the energy to win, I'm full of adrenaline, play the curve and get nauseous, watching the spin and spin, I make plans to make it, a prisoner of the state. Now I can invite your ass out to my estate Them hollow tips bent me up, but I'm back in shape Pour crystal in the blender, make a protein shake I'm like the East Coast, number one playboy B You have to tell you he ain't got shit on me The feds watch me, icy, they can't stop me Racist, pointing at me, looking nigga Alright, I'm out before I get Hello. kicked out I want to find a thing that's in my life So I hustle, hustle Nigga, you get in my way while I'm trying to get mine And I'll buck you Damn, the song is tight. I love you guys. I'll see you soon. Nigga, fuck you. Fuck you.